93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Kath, you have a fan in our next guest in your recent victory <laughs> yeah. at Target. He was very excited in the green room. Please welcome Mr. Dan Soder. Yeah. Yeah. Do not clap for me. You clap for Kat. That was unbelievable. It's impressive, wasn't it? Unbelievable. As yeah. a man that was forced to wear Target clothes until he was 15, <laughs> that was unbelievable. I mean, that's a, that's a knowledge of Target that's just it's deep. awe-inspiring. It's deep. Yeah, yeah. That is like, that's pretty crazy. It's like in movies where they call in someone and they're like, we've got a point guy. Right, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I lived among them for years. Yeah. And Kathy just comes in. She's like, where do you want to know where the hot dogs are? Into the left. Starbucks is just slightly more to the left. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh man, this loofah is going to stink. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's about, to, she's about to get some travel crest. Right, right. Honestly, there's two things. There are two things I go to Target for. I, I, go, I go to that section like an HDMI cable or those little airport travel, travel sizes. Right? Oh, they got everything. They bins full of that crap. Oh, I'm a, I'm a uh, frame guy myself. The frame department the at Target. It's oh, awful. yeah. Uh, what I miss, I, I quit drinking five years ago. Yeah. And uh, I tell people, they're like, what do you miss about drinking? It's like, sometimes being day drunk in a Target. <laughs> just be kind of hammered. And I'd be yeah. like, oh, so you work here? How is it working here? And the guy's like, I, what? Why do you care? Listen, that's happened. I, I went Christmas shopping after a few glasses of wine. I'm not yeah. kidding. With a girlfriend of mine, and I came home with a Ninja Turtle bike that was way yeah. too big for my son. <laughs> he used it like three years later. Yeah, but that's pretty awesome. What what a great ahead of the curve present. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad uh, day drunk mom is from the future. <laughs> we'll get you a good bite for three years. Uh, also, here's a TI-83 for your senior year of <laughs> high school. Uh, Just getting used to a graphing calculator. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Uh, well, welcome back to Philadelphia. Yeah, man, love being back in Philadelphia. I felt bad last time I was at Helium. It was like New Year's Eve week, and you guys were off, so I, I yeah. missed I missed seeing you guys. Well, you, you you look, you're busy. You work with one of our our, our bestest buddies, a Big J. No, I mean the man. That guy's it's the man. Great, Philadelphia's own, super nice, and you're both you're both super funny, and, oh, you, and you have your um, your bonfire show. Yeah, Monday through Thursday on Sirius XM ninety five. You pair really nicely. It's a it's a good Thanks. vibe. I check it out often. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, are you... I, I, I listen as well. Is yeah. that... How off the cuff is that entire show? I mean, seriously? Yeah. We we smoke pot and hang out. I know. <laughs> it's like... I mean, so it, there's, like, like... There's no, like... There's no lie. There's no, like, I'm a big wrestling fan. There's no kayfabe. There's nothing, yeah. like, we don't lie anything. We, like, we come in and he goes, dude, I watched this video. Do you want to watch it? And then we just watch it on the show. Right. Because, for, I mean, as YouTube professionals like you guys, it was driving you nuts. No, yeah. no, 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 because we're, we're similar. We, we kind of just go, what do you feel like talking about? Yeah. And then, and then we go into it, and, and we don't really have much of it. There are a couple of benchmarks that we have that are structured. But for the most part, the show is very free-flowing, and I get that sensation from you guys as well. Honestly, the way it feels doing the show, it feels like uh, they let the two potheads run the high school news channel. Yeah. <laughs> so here, well, here's like, the difference, though. Like, like, you guys can do whatever you want. You're like, yeah. Here's the difference, though, Dan. They, like, there was a big podcasting convention in, to, in, in, in the city, and, and a whole bunch of shows come in. There are a lot of shows like that. Yeah. They're not all good. Yeah. And that's the difference. We... You got to have the chops to pull it off. You guys do. Yeah. I, I don't know how many times at this podcast convention... 
We're just talking. Yeah. Well, is it interesting? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you guys know Big J. He's one of the yeah. funniest human beings on the planet. He's great. And it's just like he uh, he's like one of my good friends to where it's just I'm, I get to see my friend for work. Yeah, and you, like, but that's it. It's it's, it's funny because it's one of the most critical aspects of anything. And, yeah. And, and as, as a morning show, and our pentameter has to be a little bit more accelerated, to, you know, because people are are getting off the work and so on and so forth. But when we were building the show. A chemistry, a symmetry, a, a synergy. Yeah. And it's lightning in a bottle. And he's a buddy. You're both buddies. Yeah. I you mean, can tell. The one thing I've told Jay the entire time is like, this is so much fun for me that the second it's not fun is probably going to be the moment I have to walk away. Just yeah. Because it's like, I, I want to keep that kind of like innocence to it where you're just like, oh, no, nah, man, I'm just excited to hang out with my buddy. I watch this stupid video that yeah. I think we'll have fun. Or, you know, this, like the Madonna speech for Aretha Franklin. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk to Jay about this. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. she's crazy. She's yeah. insane. Like, she she looked like, she lo- I said she looked looked like somebody she walked out of the dark crystal i mean it, it looked like your uh it looked like your strange aunt that got married in sedona and then showed up and you're like yeah that's kathy uh she's gonna talk about herself for a lot but we had to invite her to the wedding she's my mom's sister and her fu- her grill her yeah. fake grill uh, dude, we pushes were making- her lips out well, she had me and jay were talking about this on the show she had a lift yeah 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 so it's so funny when someone's being so narcissistic with a lift we're like really everyone understood that I was a different person pretty pretty soon I saw myself it's like Madonna you stink you stink I can't take that the accent the lisp like all of that it it changes it's changed so many times but it's also so easily correctable yeah take that goddamn thing out of your mouth they're also all symptoms of not having one person around going what are you doing yeah no Madonna hasn't had a person going like what the yeah, hell are you doing? No, you're right. Well, why do you think um, all of these these celebrity marriages don't work? Yeah, because eventually, because all these people they just have yes men around them all the time, yeah. and then when you marry somebody, they're not going to be a yes man for you anymore, and they don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really is because they're t- like, you just want a hype man. Mm-hmm. It yeah. takes someone consistently kissing Madonna to go. Could you take that goddamn thing? Yeah. Goes, yeah. Oh, oh, love, I'm sorry, I just <laughs> licked your grill. And she's like, oh, hold on, like a like a. She's wearing, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That forehead crystals, uh, it was enough to me to be like, dude, MTV is so dead yeah. that they've dug up Madonna and <laughs> wind crystals on her head. Well, you know, like, did you hear, thing now, so. Did yeah. you hear that? I mean, again, so last year's was super low rated. <laughs> this one exceeded it. Yeah, because kids would rather watch Snapchat. That's it. And so the VMAs were so cool when I was growing up. Oh, my God. It was like appointment television. Yeah. You're like, oh, v- I wonder what's going to happen at the VMAs. And now you're like, oh, they're doing that? They all They were two blocks away from us. And oh, we were like, really? oh, that's how we knew. That's how I knew the VMAs were happening. I was like, oh, Radio- Sixth Avenue is you can't walk across it. Because Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande are making out in front of Radio City. Like, our friend and his new superstar girlfriend. Are you friends with Pete? I've known Pete since he was 15. So Pete's, a, a, we've never had him on the show. He's Sweet, like a he's great guy. Hilarious. Always wanted to have him on. When I saw that pairing, as I think everyone else did, what? But you know, they seem to be like, it seems to be like massively I, real deal. I want Pete to be happy as his friend. That's yeah. all I care about. It was a very similar reaction to Pete dating Ariana Grande is when my friend started doing blow in college. And I was like, 
Just don't let this destroy you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're fun. Look at me in the face. Yeah. Do not let this ruin you. You can handle and he's this, like, right? Oh, yeah, no, I was going to do a key bump real quick in the bathroom. <laughs> he's listening to pop song. Like, don't. Do this. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I can't argue though. She's she's gorgeous. She's she's, she's Ariana Grande. Yeah. She's like a massive, huge global celebrity. And yeah. it's Pete. It's yeah. our buddy Pete. <laughs> it's our buddy Pete. It's uh-huh. like I'm. I'm. But honestly, he's like above. Like Jay's hung out with them. Yeah. I, yeah. I have uh, like. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Like he went over to their apartment. I. I That's have. Gotta be wild. It's. It, yeah. He said it's like a giant spaceship. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. Millionaires when they get like a certain amount of money, <laughs> they for some reason all the comfort in their uh, a place leaves. Yeah. Like, yeah, I dated a wealthy girl, and her apartment felt like a Japanese insane asylum. It was like just white walls. And I like, was just hey, saying you that. You go crazy in here. Yeah. I was just saying that this morning. We were, we were at a venue last night that that was wonderful at Harris. We had it. We had a, a a wonderful event. It was a sprawling room with very sparse amount of furniture because it's more like a concert venue. Yeah, but it, it ends up looking like a villain's lair in a in a in a James Bond movie. So it's like huge <laughs> yeah. windows, yeah. two chairs, and a table. Or like when when Doctor No wants to interrogate yeah. you, he puts you in this room. You expect someone to come in with like right. a low like a highball glass of whiskey exactly. and be like you're wondering why you're here they ha- <laughs> it's to die they have all the money for comfort but they don't they don't invest yeah. in it it's it's yeah. it's super creepy because i'm like uh i like places that you can feel like the soul in it like you know with like knickknacks and stuff right and like yeah pictures on the wall where you're like oh you live here yeah but when you walk into a nice place and you're like hey i don't want to touch anything yeah because i'm the messy kid i'm like i don't i just don't want to touch the walls so somewhere it, you can actually put your feet up on yeah. on, on a couch well, it's, like it's like the wealthy equivalent of when I was growing up. My, my the 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 Kostanowicz family in my neighborhood. Yes, they had they had all their furniture was covered in a thick plastic. Yeah. So this living room was never used. It was just a showroom yeah, right. that you walk past on a mat on a plastic mat into the kitchen. <laughs> well, yeah. let me ask you because you you've had a recent um, run of, of success over the last. Probably since you stopped drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely uh, it lines up perfectly. Right. So, but I'm sure that there is a certain charm to when you first moved to New York City. You lived in a tiny little place. That, you know, do, is there any of that that you miss? I still live in the same apartment. Do you really? <laughs> well, you yeah. well, you came lived, from Colorado, right? Yeah, I moved. I, I moved from Denver. And I went to school in Tucson, in Arizona, and then I moved. That's where I started comedy, and then I moved to New York. And I've been in New York for the last 12 years. I've been in the same apartment in Queens for the last 12 years. Why, why and there's, is that? There's, there's a charm to Queens. Yeah. It really is, yeah. It's, you're, you're comfy there? You, or you just landed the perfect spot when you when you moved there? Uh, no, I moved into a windowless room for eight years. <laughs> Far from the perfect spot. It was almost to the point where I was like, what the hell am I doing to myself? Uh, I had to sleep with the door open because there's a heater in that room, but no windows. So you shut that door and you are going to drop weight for a wrestling meet. But I, uh, I, I just... I loved the apartment, and I live with Mike Vecchione, who's a Philly guy. Yeah. And Mike Vecchione's hilarious. Basically, what happened was I had roommates, and finally Mike and I were just going to get an apartment together. And I was like, why don't we just stay in this apartment and just, you know, like, redo it? So we just kind of stayed in the same apartment because it's close to LaGuardia. It's, like, cheap. I don't, and I, and I, you know, it's, like, a thing to me. I, I didn't want to... You're Move. you're away a lot. Anyway. Yeah, I'm on the road thirty weeks a so year. You don't need that Blofeld apartment. Yeah, I know? mean they'd be stupid. I'd come in and it's like I like living in the. I love the neighborhood. I know the people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's something to be said about that. Where I think it's like I don't want to live in some. I, also, I can't really afford it. I'm, they don't pay me billions. They pay me thousands. Speaking <laughs> of of of, of uh, billions, uh, you're, so you're you're on the show billions. 
Yeah. And um, what is the status of that case? He's a big fan. I watched a little bit of it initially, but I, I, I kind of fell off the grid on it. But you, what, didn't like, you didn't like Chuck getting beat on in the first episode? <laughs> I did yeah. actually like that. Steve, but... <laughs> come on, Steve. Stick with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Preston is a huge fan of, of uh, Chuck. Uh, Paul, Paul Giamatti. Giamatti. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to get on board. I've had enough people tell me, you need to watch this show. It's great. It's, it's great. It's time to get on board, and I'm going to do it. It's weird to be a fan of a show you're on because I hate when I come on screen. Really? So, yeah, I, just, I hate my own scenes, so yeah. it's like, I'll be into it, and I'm like, oh, God, look at my stupid forehead. <laughs> one time, one time my ex was watching it with me, and she's like, this is uncomfortable. I don't like this. Because I'm like, why is my skin on my forehead stupid? And she's like, can you not do that? I'm like, I'm a comic. I'm not an actor. I'm not, like, watching it like, good decision. <laughs> I'm like, God, I'm a real, I am a giant ogre. Uh, I love Damien Exactly Lewis, the way yeah. I would have played yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, but Damien Lewis is the man. I mean, yeah. that whole cast is awesome. We start... Oh, stupid idiot. <laughs> We're looking at what a video. Oh, oh yeah. Maggie Siff. I get to see her. You got to understand, I'm so excited. We're, we're back to we're back to school Monday. Yeah. Is we that start, right? Season four starts. Very cool. So I get to see all. I haven't seen these people since March. I mean, I, I hang out with, like, some of the Axe Cappers. Yeah. And uh, occasionally. But, like, Maggie Siff is one of the greatest human beings on the planet. Is she? One of the greatest human beings on the planet. She's super attractive. And she's just, like, talented. She's awesome. She's just, like, a great person. That's why they wrote this in, because they kind of knew I had, like, a little bit of a schoolboy crush on her. Really? Yeah. Like, there was a scene in season two, there's, like, this poker tournament um, that involves, like, the new uh, Taylor Mason is, like, in this uh, uh, poker tournament. And we hadn't seen Maggie since season one, so she was on set, and I was like, "Oh, look who's back, Diva Maggie Smith." <laughs> Maggie Seth won't even like talk to us, and she's like, "Yeah, I actually demanded that your uh, Dan Soder be my hot and tot this year," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> 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 and I just walked away. I was like, "This is stupid." <laughs> and everyone was like, "Why did you become a sixth grade boy?" I'm like, "Because Maggie Seth just said I here. I don't even know what that means." <laughs> but it's set in a sexual tone, and I need to go take a long walk. You know, there are some there are. Some some women that are like that. We had Gina Gershon. Oh man, yeah, Gina yeah. Gershon. Hello, yeah. just oh, commands man. guys like nobody's business. Maggie Siff could be like, just fight your mom. <laughs> I'd call her up and I'd be like, Trish, wrap those hands. <laughs> You're the Manchurian candidate. Yeah. I go. This fight's been building for 35 years. We do a whole 24 seven on it. So that damn, day, the woods damn are lovely. Knew him and his mom would go to blows. <laughs> the creator of the show must be a, a fan of stand up because Brian Koppelman. Yeah, yeah, Brian Koppelman and David Levine. I, I've known for years, and they're uh, Brian Koppelman. He like he was a comic. He like did comedy in the city okay. for 18 months when he was going through a writer's block and like got into it. But yeah, uh, Big J was on season one. Yeah, uh, I'd like Alan, to see him come back. Oh, I'd love to rewrite. Yeah. A nice Drug dealer from Montreal, uh, Alan Havy, who's hilarious. Berbiglia. Uh, Berbiglia. I mean, he puts a lot of. There's a lot of good looks for comics on the show, which is great. I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I definitely enjoyed what I saw. And you're right, President. It's, it's you know it, what happens to. Let me ask you. You're on a show that has a buzz like this, though. But there are so many. There's such an influx with Hulu, with Netflix, with all yeah. these other shows. A while ago, a show like Billions would have boom, you know, like like really, really pop. Like Sopranos, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. And and but now there's just it's it's a glut of really good must watch TV. It, is it a little frustrating, or are you you just loving the ride regardless? No, I mean it's just crazy to be a part of. It. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy to be a part of like a, a major show like that. But it is weird when they're like 
I've been doing comedy for 15 years, and so people, a lot of, like a lot of bro-ish guys like billions. Yeah. So a lot of guys, yeah. will be, and I'm I'm like. You Wall Street I'm, kind of guys? Yeah, and I'm, board, yeah. I'm borderline white trash. <laughs> like, I'm real on the cusp, yeah. and I have that kind of hair trigger. Right, yeah. I have like a, you know, calloused hands trigger. Yeah. That's why I like Philly so much. It's yeah, like very yeah. similar, like, but these dudes will be like, hey, what's up, bro? Or they'll be like, hey, Mafee. And I'll be like, yeah, don't come at me like that. <laughs> And then they're just like, what? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm from Aurora, Colorado. I will rip your throat out. Like, you know, like there's been a couple of times. I was at a Mets game, and this guy's like, yeah, your axe is bitch. And I was like, what would you be? Yeah. And my girlfriend saw it. Jay calls it, Big Jay calls it zero to 60 soda. But I go like, I just fly off the hand. I'm like, what's up, dude? And this guy's just like, yeah, man, your axe is bitch. I'm like, and what would you, I almost just said the F word because I said it in real life. And I go, what would you be? And he was like. I, I love the show. <laughs> it's just me holding a hot dog, being like, am I about to fight you know, at a Mets game? <laughs> My dad loves the show. He's uh, from the Bronx, still has that yeah. Long Island accent. Yeah, bro. So yeah. We, we're, we got him the you know the voice control remote, <laughs> yeah. and so he's trying to put billions on. He's going... Billions. <laughs> billions. And the billions. TV's going, there's a, like, can't find it. And so we hear, and he's, like, cursing at the remote. Effing billions. Please <laughs> get your mother. Serious. My brother went in, and he was like, billions. Yeah. Oh, there you go, Lord, Dad. God. You just got to nail the two L's in the, yeah. in the one word. It's funny, though, as you talk about that, because I, I, I'm i from New York as well, and, and, yeah. and that's why I, I love it here, because there's a there's a very similar vibe and you know, and love Philadelphia. But there, there is that hair trigger thing. Uh, that that I I grew uh, thankfully grew out of because yeah. you, you, because you realize at a certain point and they, these guys know the story I ran up onto the hood of a car that was that was oh, following too close to that man guy, after my own heart yeah guy yeah. could have had a gun guy guy could have had a gun I think about that a lot yeah, yeah. but then uh, and then my temper's like let's not think about that <laughs> <laughs> let's, think, let's think about how this guy just straight up disrespected you. <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, this isn't a good idea. And my temper's like, eh, you're six three. You could probably <laughs> scare this guy right, pretty good. Right, right. Yeah, so it's all <laughs> but it is it is cool uh, to see like who likes the show. Uh, Styles P from the Locks was it's really he was in serious. And I turned the corner and I grew up listening to the Locks. And he just got a backpack on and he goes. I'm effing Muffy and just slams his backpack and he goes, what's up? And I was like, Styles P? And he's like, yo, I love the show. And I was like, awesome. So so do you, you talk about not wanting to see yourself on screen and it freaks you out and so on and so yeah, forth. I mean, I hate watching my stand-up. Do you? One of the worst things that's certain, I mean, you guys are, uh, you don't understand how much of a treat it is to come on a show like this when you're on the road. <laughs> because, you know, they're not going to hear me in any other market. Yeah. But you go on and they're like, hey, it's the coyote and the kid. And they're like, got Dan Sodder in here. And then they just play like my Conan clip for five minutes. Oh and I'm just God. like, stop this. Please stop. I hate all these jokes. Stop making me listen to things that I did five years ago. You hate your, all right. Do you hate your last album? Because I just listened to it recently. Yeah, I hate, really? I, hate, I hate the newest joke I wrote, and I wrote that three days ago. Do you? Do you oh, yeah, people really want to hear that <laughs> stupid story. I just listen. You you have a bit about having the voice that you have now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tiny. Yeah. That's a real video, dude. I'm, I've been looking for that video. My aunt sent me a DVD of my cousin's birthday. And my, we're five years old in the video. Because yeah. my, my dad died when I was 14, and my aunt was like, hey, there's your dad's in this video. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of morbid. 
uh, but she's like, I want you to see this birthday party. What ends up happening is my cousin's playing pinball. I'm watching him play pinball. Then I just look at the camera and I go, when the light goes off, it means your game's over. And I was like, that's my voice at five years old. It upset me. Yeah. I was watching and I was like, oh, dude. What the hell, man? Yeah. And it really was a thing where I was like, my mom has a deep voice and my dad had a deep voice. And I've always just been like, I used to call, this is before the internet, when I was young and I wanted a toy, I, I like would save up my allowance and I would call Toys R Us. Yeah. And I'd be like, do you guys have RIP Toys R Us? Uh, and I would yeah. call up and be like, do you guys have this wrestling toy or whatever? And they'd always be like, miss, hold on a second. <laughs> because my voice was deep enough that they thought I was a grown woman. Yeah. Wow. I was like seven. And I was like, um, I'm looking for a Hulk Hogan. <laughs> did you Did you sound, so it's like all my, my brothers, you know, and now I have the, the most resonant, but yeah. on the phone we all sound the same. So uh, there'd be many times <laughs> where I would intercept my brother's gr- girlfriend would be calling. Yeah. Tonight I'm going to lick it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get my brother. Ah! Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. One time I called my friend, uh, my friend Lewis's house to be like, hey, do you want to like go meet at the park or play or whatever? And his mom answered, and I was like, is Lewis home? And she was like, who is this? And I was like, this is Dan. I'm his friend. And she was like, I thought you were his football coach. And I was like, I'm nine. That's yeah. great. Uh, but you recorded your album here in Philadelphia. Trocadero, man. That was like, yeah. there was a reason I did my, uh, that was a hour special for Comedy Central that nobody saw. So please go download it on iTunes. Because it's funny, man. You want to talk about like being on a show like Billions and there's all these shows out here. Yeah. It's crazy to see how no one does really appointment television anymore. Yeah. And I and I did an hour special for Comedy Central back in 2016. Mm-hmm. I released it. I saw it. Thank you. <laughs> and it, I, I filmed it here in Philly because I, I love doing shows in Philadelphia. And I was like, I want to do it at the Trocadero. And filmed it and put all this time and edited it. And then they aired it three times, and you're like, oh, "Cool, thanks, Comedy Central." That just so so we we just had a Kreischer, Burt Kreischer on yesterday. The best Trocadero show. I love yeah. Burt Kreischer. He's a the great, best. great guy. But they like he was here during the process leading up to it. I mean, people as a comedian, yeah. you know, the amount of work, then the, the the meticulous nature of putting together an hour special because you know that special is going to live on. Yeah, and and it's a representation of what is supposed to be. The absolute pinnacle of how you've polished this material. Yeah. So it's no, it's no small task. So, but but he he's you know he did it. The reviews were in. They're really good. So, I mean, he's yeah. awesome. I love Burt Crusher. And, and and he chose the truck. He loves the truck. Yeah, I uh, I chose it, and then I talked to Michael Ian Black. Did a special at the Trocadero, and I talked to him about it, and he's like, "It's perfect." Yeah, he's like, "It's perfect." And then we went in with Comedy Central to like look at it, and the second I, I walked in, I was like, "Yeah, this is." It's awesome. It's just yeah. a great venue in a cool place in the city, and it was it was it was such a just an honor to film that hour special here. I was so mad that more people didn't get to see it. Why then I think... did the Netflix half hour, and you're like, oh, that's where everyone's eyes are. That's where it is. That's well, where everyone's. Why working. do you think it got short shrift initially? Why? why... Because I, I honestly I love Comedy Central. Yeah. you know we're on Comedy Central Radio for the Bonfire. Yeah, but I honestly think that they have not evolved in any way okay. to stream. They have a catalog 
of what I can only describe as the be- like yeah. the greatest catalog of comedy specials from the mid nineties. Yeah, and yeah. You can go back and watch a Patrice O'Neill Comedy Central presents a Nick DiPaolo, yeah, a, a David Tell when David Tell's finding his voice. Yeah, there's all these great things, and it's like put it online. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Including me, I have an hour and a half of specials with you guys. Put it online. It's like. It's so frustrating, and uh, watch me them Viacom be like, "Well, the bonfire is done." Uh, but it, it really is a thing where you're like, "Come on, guys!" Yeah, yeah. Like, how did HBO, Showtime, all these Hulu, Crackle, a co- a coffee company figured it out before you guys? Yeah, yeah. And your Comedy Central, it's very frustrating because it's like. I was so proud of it. I was so proud to come here and film that special, and like the time I put into it, and all that care. And then it's like. Eh, didn't I see you on an hour special two years ago? You're like, yeah, it's just a thing I've worked the hardest on. <laughs> it's fine. I guess I'll just go over here and have sex with myself. Well, and they spent money on it too, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Netflix came in and was like, we got way more money. What do you got? Let's do a half hour. And you're like, Psh, okay. Right. The Netflix-, Netflix came in like a like a rich sugar daddy. It was like, ah, eh, we don't think you want to be with them. You're like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like you. I like you so much. I want to go to the Bahamas. Yeah. Whisk me off my feet and I was like, whatever I'll sign this contract but you know what it's an amazing thing because I was watching a, uh, a, a documentary I guess it's a part of a documentary about that initial business model of Netflix with the DVDs being sent and then when you thought okay man they are they're on their way out there's a death rattle Turn it around, and they are a juggernaut. I mean, now. they moved it from. They went from being like, uh, "Who told you guys this was going to be a good idea?" <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, hey, are yeah. you a Martian? Are you from the future? How did you know? It changed yeah. everything. But it did. But that's why, like, credit to HBO and like Showtime and stuff for immediately being like, "Okay, we got to just do that too." Like yeah. now, HBO yeah. is like, "Now you got HBO Go, so don't yep. worry, you can see everything." Just like I love Hard Knocks. I yeah. love Hard Knocks. Me too. And I love that it's like. You can watch the newest episode right on HBO Go right after it airs. Yeah. Like if I miss David Arnold, I'm like, oh, it's just up there. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So on the acting, on the, on the you know, you enjoy. You, I think you've said I've read an interview. You said it's the 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 best job you've ever had. With it's great. It's a crazy yeah. job, and it's very fun, and I like doing it. I is, mean, is it something you see? You know, obviously, stand up is is. Is pure for you. It's yeah, what you are. That's what I do. Yeah, but, but but still enticed by acting. Hell yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, uh, it's just it's a fun. It's a fun. I've had so many bad jobs. Yeah. That when you get a job like acting, yeah, and they treat you good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but I think with uh, with your particular situation, because it's kind of it's almost like a side job for you. Yeah. Yeah. That that you you don't have to because you're not an actor. It's not like I have to take this job because it's a job that's offered to me. You can be a little bit more selective with the roles that you take. Do you feel that? Do you, I mean, or, or is it something that you, uh, you know, because you yeah. do have the safety net? There's, there's there's times where it actually works against me and there's times that it works for me. There's times where I'm like, uh, I have to turn down like small roles because of stand-up. Yeah. Like, like I'm, you know, coming here or I'm on the road next weekend or that kind of stuff where they'll be like, you're filming Friday and you're like, well, unfortunately I have a contract that I can't get out of for these live shows. Also, I don't want to cancel those. Yeah. But then there are times where you're kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't really need to do this, but I want to do it. So yeah, there's, there's some, some cool stuff. Um, Billions is also six months and mm. it's, that's like six months where they're like, you're ours. Yeah. And yeah. Beyond stand up and bonfire. We got you. And yeah. so that's like, that starts Monday where you're kind of like, oh. it's like being in the pocket of a mafia boss. Yeah. Because then they're like, we need you today. Where, where yeah. do you film that, by the way? Uh, they film in Brooklyn. 
They film in Brooklyn and Queens. Okay. So it's all in New York. There's a number of uh, shows that are there. Are there now, right? I mean, it's crazy, man. Yeah. We, we're, we share the same sound stage as Ray Donovan now. Ah. And uh, Crashing, Pete Holmes' show was the uh, same sound stage. I like that show, but I keep hearing from other comedians, like, it's not like that at all. I'm like, I don't care. Don't what do you think? <laughs> What's your take? As, as he, uh, God, God, bless, God bless Pete for getting people jobs. Yeah. I like yeah. comics working. Right. Okay. We'll, okay. We'll leave it there. Uh, vote for me for Senate. That was the most... <laughs> <laughs> that was the most political you, you'll ever hear me. Old YKWD fans will know. I'll be corporate. Paid Dan for by Dan Soda. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say what a fantastic job he's done bringing jobs to comedy. <laughs> he brings jobs for comedians. Does hey. it accurately portray? Watch comedian. Watch the documentary comedian with Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. that's like the best thing if you want to know what stand-up's like. Okay, all right. And uh, how about this uh, drunk parents with uh, Alec Baldwin and Selma Hayek? I don't know. It'd be cool to know when that's ever going to be released. Yeah. Twenty sixteen. It was made. Is it? Yeah. Is it in stasis now? Or? I filmed in January of twenty sixteen. Yeah. Selma Hayek. I was. I I had a scene with Alec Baldwin, and I had just gotten my heart broken. Uh, uh, it's part of my joke on my Netflix special, but it's true. I, I got dumped before this blizzard. Right. And then the next week we filmed, I filmed it with Alec Baldwin and uh, Judah Friedlander, who's awesome, yeah. told me, was like, immediately when you go on set, tell Alec you know me. He's like, Alec, Alec can be cold, but if he knows that you're a comic, he loves comics. They worked on 30 Rock together. Exactly. So I walk in and we're in the makeup trailer together. I'm like, hi, Alec. Nice to meet you. I'm Dan Soder. Uh, I'm uh, friends with Judah Friedlander. He told me to tell you hello. And he goes. How is the world champ? <laughs> and, I like, and I love that he said that. And I was like, oh, that's great. But then, we, you know, you film all day. We're filming for like 14 hours in this diner. And I was super bummed out. Yeah. And I was like heartbroken. And we sit down in between, you know, them repositioning cameras. And there's a plate of French fries. And Alec Baldwin just is like, what's going on? And I tell him, I'm like, man, I went through this bad breakup. And, like, I miss her so much. And I just love her. And I tell him the story. And he's just, like, casually dipping these French fries in ketchup. Uh-huh. And at one point he goes, someone got in her head. And he's, like, taking a bite. And I was like, and I was like uh, yeah, I, I think. I was like, I think so. My, it's my favorite part is that at one point he goes, you know, I went through a divorce in 2000. And I was like, yeah. yeah. I think I'm, I think, think, yeah. Pretty sure it was in the news. I think I might have read about yeah. that. But you, had it, but you had it wrapped up in seven years. Yeah, he was, it was, it was one of those weird things because he was so nice to me. Was he? he? Was like, yeah. yeah. And he was like, he was giving me like crazy old Hollywood advice. He's like, how old are you? At the time I was 33. I was like, I'm 33. He goes, don't get married. Don't get married till you're 35. <laughs> keep your nut low. I go, what do you mean? He goes, keep everything affordable. Apartment, whatever. I have a big nut. He was like, I have a house in the Hamptons. I have a lot of things I have to pay for. Keep your nut low. And I was like, yeah, sure, Alec Baldwin. That's, awesome. That's exactly what I'm going to do. But he was so nice. That's I ran good. into him in the West Village walking to the comedy cellar. He was walking his dog, and I was like, Alec, hey, you know, drunk parents. And he's like, you yeah. saw it, like, click, where he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, how are you? And you're like, good. But right. the movie, I don't know. I, I'm, it's, uh, it, I'm, I would hope it comes out. Okay. So it was fun. Yeah. It was a super fun thing to film. And it's cool. Yeah, look, if all that it was ever generated is the French fry story, it's a win. I, love I mean, it really, it yeah. made me laugh out loud the second he someone took got it. Their head. Yeah, when yeah. he said that, I was like, <laughs> someone got their head. It made me feel so good. I was like, yeah, I'll. If the shadow thinks so, <laughs> right, right, right. then how does it not? This guy's oh. sell. This guy's a seller. Always be sell. Always be closing. Oh my God! When Gary Glenn Ross, Jesus, is he? He's 
he he's got you. You're in a movie with some of the most formidable actors in the world, and you steal the movie. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, right? he's great. He's yeah. just like uh, it was. It was a weird thing. So when he, you know when people are like, he's been crazy on Twitter again. You're like, yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know a lot of crazy people that have been nice to me. Mm. Yeah. No. Listen. There's a lot of stuff that he does. I think is loony. But yeah. but I I think he's I think he'd be a blast to hang out with. Mm-hmm. That's what's crazy about the Billions cast is just everyone's like so normal and nice and cool. Yeah. It's like oh, this is weird. Everyone knows they have the good fortune of being on a show that's yeah. popular and that's uh, that you and you will you'll like each other. That's uh, we were talking about the Big Bang Theory wrapping up. I mean, uh, on a level of having you know for for working actors and actresses, and Preston always says it. That's got to be the closest to like a nine to five. You, sh- you, you have a you, have you a, can actually uh, count on count, work. Yes, yeah. count on yeah. work. Yeah. You're showing yeah. them it's work that you're you're pretty proud of. We assume they're making they're making good money. Oh, the money that yeah. you don't understand. How crazy that money is. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand that. How I know about that is uh, I'm a huge 49ers fan, and so is uh, comedian Al Madrigal. Yeah. And yes, I came to Philly last year when you guys beat the crap out of us. <laughs> yes, I sat in the rain and watched <laughs> everyone scream behind me, Oh, and nine. Y'all are oh, and nine now. Hey, y'all suck. And you're like, cool. Thanks, guys. I've already hard enough being a Niners fan last season, not having that Delco accent scream to the back of my head. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, hey, you guys. Jay and Vecchione are literally high-fiving over my head. As, as, and I'm just sitting in wet denim like, oh, God, this better be worth the wah-wah. Yeah. Magical. We uh, we go to Niners games. When I go visit my grandma, I, I always like to catch like one or two Niners games a season uh, right. out in the Bay Area. And he went, and I don't want to say the. I, I'm, I'm not gonna. It's a guy from Law and Order that Al is friends with. And he's like, yeah, we flew up on his private jet. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, dude, he's got law and order money. And you're like, oh, yeah, they play that all the time on USA. (laughs) That dude's just getting paid every time that runs. A thousand times a day. These big bang people are living like oil sultans. Like, they're like, I guarantee they have a white tiger. (laughs) One of them has a white tiger. A harem of of something. They have huge rooms with just a chair in it. They go, I made my first billion working on a big bang. <laughs> the syndication money pays for the oil pumps. Yeah, it's, it's true. crazy. It's true. It's yeah. crazy money. So when they're like wrapping up, you're like, oh, you have to have so much money just to be like, guys, let's call the show. Yeah. 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 To go home? Yeah. Guys, let's go home. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Scrooge McDuck in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little winded. Let's yeah. stop this. I'm going to go take a bath in uh, $1,000 lotion. <laughs> just like, that's just what I feel like doing. Yeah, it's crazy money. Yeah. Well, you'll be, you're, you're on the right path oh, to get man. there, my man. I'm just trying to get my mom a new yeah. forerunner. Yeah. Just keep your nut low, man. <laughs> I'm going back to Colorado garbage. I keep you. I keep your nut low. Get your mom a forerunner. Right. Not a new one. A 2015. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> my mom has the new one. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I got, that's what I tell my mom. My mom's like, Dan, I was in a car accident. I need a new car. Alec Baldwin told me to keep a low nut. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a me too? You're like, no, it's financial advice. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Baldwin said that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be really funny if I just okay. cash my chips in on a me too moment. I'm like, he told me to keep my nut low? <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> uh, we're pretty sure it's fiscal advice. I was like, no, I, I think it was sexual. Thanks for making it in, man. Yeah, love seeing you guys. Thanks love for having, having me here. on. Give Jay yeah. our best, obviously. Absolutely. Give him a big old sloppy kiss on the cheek. Love it, man. Appreciate you being here. Dan Soder, everybody. Yeah. Bye. 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 
This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, what's up? It's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas are officially open for the season. And WMMR's Day Up on the Slopes with Pierre Jackson is January 4th. Tickets are available now at WMMR.com while supplies last. JFBB, where the snow comes first. If you love paying for shipping, you're going to hate Steven Singer. Free shipping both ways, making return and exchanges easy. Visit him online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, gang, this holiday season, your special someone is going to unwrap and unwind if you get him a gift card from Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. And there's a special offer. You can save $10 on spa gift cards at regular pricing. Or you can buy a holiday spa package and you get a free massage or facial gift card with that. Go to handandstone.com today for all the information. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Triumphant return of Alex Holly back from vocal rest. Yes. Uh, so we haven't talked to Alex in like a month. So. I'd really like to talk to her more in depth because she did some amazing things uh, by herself uh, for a long time. She was out west and went to some places that I've been Ooh. to that are really cool. She was Look at like Horse- Sedona. Yeah, Horseshoe Bend, Sedona. Uh, she was in a place called Antelope Canyon. and, um, and just I, didn't talk? And no, she was on she vocal rest. She had to be with someone, I guess. <laughs> but she wrote a lot of no. things down. Well, and you know what? No, because she, she did a trip. I was talking to her about it um, by herself. Yeah. Uh, it was like three hours from here. She rented a car. She drove to it. This was before she was on the vocal rest. But she said she went completely by herself. Huh. Just kind of spent time by herself. It's it's. A, I actually... I, I found the resort a couple of years ago. It looks beautiful, but they actually encourage you to come by yourself. No kidding. Really? Yeah. I did last night. I- <laughs> oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Does it always have to I, be You just that? said it. You just said it was the optimum Jeez. condition. You're the one who's bringing up filthy stuff. No, the um, cat thing from years of stand-up comedy, you kind of end up touring around by yourself a lot anyway, and it's actually a very good zen thing to do. I agree. I, yeah. I've never done it, and I kind of want to try. I mean, I've been all over you know. the country. <laughs> which, I know, <laughs> the latter, not the former. Yeah. 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 Well, we're, do you have any idea where you want to... I'll go with you if you want to go no, somewhere by yourself. No, by <laughs> myself. That would be like a nightmare. We'd go from heaven to Oh, my hell. gosh. What? We should totally do something together like that. Um, yes, we really, really second. should. Um, Preston, you spent the afternoon by yourself last week and you were talking yeah. to me about it. You were like, man, I really enjoyed that. I went to, I went to the golf tournament. I went to the BMW championship at, at Aronimic and I, I had an extra ticket and I, you know, I'd asked you if you wanted to go case, but everybody that I knew was working and, and, you know, and it was just, I'm like, you know what? I'll just go by myself and I'll, I'll, I'll be that guy walking, yeah. walking around alone. I thoroughly enjoyed being on my own because that particular event lent itself to, uh, uh, you know, I want to go here now. I want to go there. I want to move around, and it was a it's a very kinetic event. You can either stay in one spot and be a little sedentary, or it it saved me from having to ask anybody that might have been with me. So, what do you want to do next? Okay, we've had these two groups. You want to go over to another hole? You want to figure that out? And I just well, whatever you want. I, yeah, I went about my business, and it was enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, I, it, I liked it. It, it, it. There is a freedom to it. Yeah. You know, what I did for the first time ever. Um, I ate a meal by myself at a restaurant. First time ever? Ever. I've, I don't think I've... Because to me, oh, I, wow. I always... And I think Marissa and I had this conversation poor before. girl over there. Look mm-hmm. at her. Well, mm-hmm. no, because to me, if you're going to go out to eat, it's something that you do 
you know, with your family or a right. friend or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's kind of an activity. Yep. So yep. if I, if I don't have anybody to go with. woman with the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have to have I'm a mustache? I'm just kidding. No, the, the, uh, and tell you what, it's. Do you know what I mean? So, so I, instead, if I don't have anybody to go eat with, then I'm just going to eat at home. Um, but anyway, so whatever it, it led to me and it was. I'm, as far as I can remember, it's the first time the I've ever first sat down time. by myself. Wow. I have done it n- countless times. I do it all, when time. You're, when, all the time. Again, like when I was out on the road a lot, I was always in restaurants eating by myself. I had a yeah. book or yeah. something or a magazine or a newspaper. Yeah. Sit there and, and have a meal and do the deal. And and actually, the the better you can get at that, the, the more. and I've told this to people throughout my life, the less likely you are to get involved with someone simply so you can have company. Right. You right. know, you're going to be a little more discriminating about the person you end up with, and it helps. I have actually had moments where I've gotten excited to go somewhere by myself because yeah. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to order my food. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to grab my phone. I'm going to just sit there and play words with friends for a little bit, yeah. eat my meal, and then so I get there. And then I see somebody I know, and next thing I know, like, I'm talking, to, and I'm like, man, I just wanted to sit here by myself and not talk to anybody. And, like, you know, and, you know, and, and th- I'm kind of upset that you I didn't you do? get to, like. Correct the way they pronounce celebrity names. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay. Yeah, be a jerk. Be a jerk. Look. You, did you just call me a jerk? No, no. no. Casey is such a jerk. <laughs> he uh, should really just let it go. Um, Stop it. But it is, it's it, It's something that, I know, Preston, there's a great scene. We love the movie The Lonely Guy. That's great. Where he pretends he's a food critic so yep. he can eat alone. Yep, <laughs> he goes into a restaurant, he sits there with a notepad, and he'll take a bite and, and he'll chew on it thoughtfully, you know, just looking, hmm. <laughs> And then he writes down a little note. He's not writing anything. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's, it's, it's it. great. Yeah. I, I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind dining alone. That's that's I and I wouldn't mind dying or dining. Dining <laughs> alone. Sound, I swear to God, I thought you said. If I had my druthers, I'll die alone and penniless. <laughs> that is what yeah. I heard. We all die alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Former now- local broadcaster <laughs> Preston Elliott died alone. His last words, Chi Che who cares? <laughs> Family and friends surrounding him. I wouldn't, I don't (laughs) mind dining alone. Oh, dining. And I also wouldn't mind doing another trip alone. I have taken a trip uh, by myself. I went, I told you guys about it. I've been to Yellowstone and I walked around all uh, alone. And 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 it it was was, great for you. You you always talk about it. You wouldn't mind doing it again. You talk about how it helped sort of recenter you. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So I did this trip uh, in the 90s and I went to a a place called Bern in Switzerland and um, I went with some college friends and uh, I'll just be perfectly honest about that trip. Uh, We were really high for like five straight days and um, uh, smoked a lot of pot because it's legal in Switzerland. And then after that, I went off by myself and I went hiking in the Alps. and By yourself? By myself. That's actually... And so, coming from a trip, well, so smoking hash for five straight days. Well, if you're you're also probably hiking trails that are well hiked. It's not like you were mountain climbing, you know. But it was a chance for me to literally and figuratively clear my head. Yeah. And and in a place where, and it it was so beneficial for me to get out of the party environment and to to stop doing what I had been doing for for several straight days and to go off on my own and, and breathe fresh air and... And be by myself for a little bit, and I'll I'll always treasure that portion of the trip a lot more than the partying for five straight days. Here's something though you wouldn't expect. I'm, I'm looking at some texts of people that take uh, solo trips. Um, this one I wouldn't consider. Uh, it says I take solo trips to Disney World every year, and it's wonderful. That's kind you can't of interesting. leave your kids at home for that one. Uh, well, maybe they don't have kids. I don't know, but uh, you can rent them. 
But Disney, uh, it seems to be like a shared experience that you're with. You I, know. I think it's, a, it's I don't a, know. It's a magical it place. Cool. If it, yes, no, I, I I agree. You know though, but the, the, um, uh, well, hell, you know when we we go do uh, some of the amusement parks. Um, the last time we were at Dorney, I, I was going around hitting a whole bunch of rides by myself. I mean, now we were there for an event. Yeah, but I, it was still it was still fun. Is fun. Fun's fun, man. I would like to do something like that by myself. Maybe not Disney or whatever, but um, listen, when I did the Grand Canyon last year, yeah. uh, there you there were only 30 other people with you. Well, but there there was there were two women there, one from Maine yeah. and another one from Texas who went with nobody. Yeah. And then she ended up, you know, she wasn't alone and right. all by herself, but... Took the trip by herself. She, you know, and so she right. didn't have to answer that. Now, there were other people there, like, all right, I'm, I'm there with my wife or yeah. husband or whatever, and then you're sort of tethered to that person oh. for seven days. And if that person's not having fun, there's a good chance that you're not going to be having fun. Kathy, you know what I mean? Somebody texts and asks if you go out shopping by yourself. Yes. Okay. That's, so is, I, do you consider that? I actually would, I, I have to go by myself. Really? Yeah, I mean, there's some things that I'll take Jace with me because he likes to, um, you know, he'll like to do some shopping, like for the Halloween, the new right, Halloween right, decorations. Yes. But no, for the most part, I don't like going, um, you know, when you were younger, you used to go clothes shopping with friends. Now, no, you have, I have to be by myself. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to Colin, uh, going back to the Disney thing here real quick. Hey, Colin, good morning. Yeah, what up, monkey pick ass? Monkey pick ass. <laughs> Old school. What's going on, buddy? Um, so, yeah, I literally just got back from being at Disney for, World for a week, and it was freaking phenomenal. And you were, have, uh, you were alone. You had no one traveling with you. No, I was there for two weeks. The first week, my family was with me, but uh, I was down there for a convention the first full weekend, and then okay. stayed for an extra week by myself. Uh, they have so... For rides, they have, like, single passenger lines. So you go, like, pretty much right through. Like, I was hitting a full park, which you usually take a whole day, yeah. in, like, four hours. Well, here's the deal. Dude. Yeah, because most often people are with other people. Yes. Whether, yeah, a couple of, so uh, finding the off-single seat. Yeah. That's brilliant. Is, uh, that, that's actually cool that they also were smart enough to accommodate that aspect with the separate line. I never even thought about that. Oh, yeah, it made the happiest place on Earth even happier. Yes, so. it turns out complete <laughs> solitude is the happiest place wow. on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I eat wherever I wanted to and everything like that. Um, I didn't have to put up with my uh, fat boss dealing <laughs> with him every day. Your fat oh. boss? Oh. <laughs> Not sure what that has to do with yeah. the story. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> well, well, here's an idea. Then That's you, why he killed him. What you do is, is you go as a group to Disney, but everybody splits up while you're there. Yeah, go do whatever you want to do. And we'll meet later on for a meal, and we'll talk about how great the rides were. But you would, you would certainly save a ton of time. Yeah, yeah you know? I would have no no problem, honestly. Not a yeah. bad idea. Thanks, Colin. Doing Appreciate that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we tend to think of these. Right. Uh, you know, uh, and the other way... When you see, like, nine generations, I have a T-shirt. It's a, it's a joke. It was done up for me by a listener because I was joking. Yes. About, I wanted to get T-shirts like Rodriguez family vacation, you know, and, and go to Disney World. But, um, you know, you'll see these 50, 60 groups, uh, person groups moving around, and they've got to coordinate. Oh, that's a pain oh, in the ass. Horrible. It is a total pain in the ass. It, or at least it's, to me, yeah. it seems like it's a total pain in the ass. I met a guy uh, this summer. Uh, um, me and my cousins went up to Mount Washington, and we climbed Mount Washington in early August. Um, and when I was at the base of the mountain, I see this guy walking out of, yeah. uh, of the, um, the trail 
He was all by himself. The guy's name was Raphael, and he was from Germany, and he has been in North America for over a year by himself. So wow. you know, you know those uh, the van life people, Nick. Yeah. Um, he has a van like that, and he has been traveling all over North America, all of the the national parks up in Canada. He's been doing it all by himself. Yeah. And what he'll do is he'll um, he'll just sleep in the van. He'll go uh, shower at uh, like a Y or mm-hmm. you know, and and or he's a been, W or a W. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's it's a it, honestly, it is even with the van life people, it is a seductive lifestyle. I don't know how committed to it I could be. I could do it for a while. Yeah, I could, a little while. I yeah. couldn't do it forever, and I'm jealous of that ability to do what he's doing, Casey, for a year or two, and, and map that out in, in that part of your life. Yep. Uh, but then have an end game. But now that these, but these are these are bigger, like these are bigger trip trips. There yeah. are people who have trouble going to the movies. Yeah, I mean, people do the Appalachian Trail all by the. I love going to the movies I go, by myself. I, honestly, I, I a great majority of the movies that I've seen in my life. Uh, have been by myself because I'll, I'm very picky. I'll probably go see The Predator on Friday night by myself. I, I'll, I will wait for everybody to settle down for the evening. Okay, safe for me to go, and then I'll and I'll pick up and I'll just go by myself. I really like that. But Nick, this guy from Germany, um, it was clear that he was a little lonely because I was done, loved you. I was done with the conversation about 10, 15 minutes in, <laughs> and he hung out for another half hour. It's like, all right, Raph, wrap it up, man. Yeah. Go back to Germany. Go, go, go back, to- back to Germany. <laughs> we don't want you here. I am done talking to you. So speaking of being done talking, do you could you do what Alex did and not speak for as long as she has? No. Give me a try, Kat. Yeah, in case you could never do that. <laughs> she immediately looked at me. You know, it's kind of wild, though. We'll have to Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll bring it up, but I mean, on, on the vocal rest thing, I mean, we talk for hours and hours and hours every day mm-hmm. um, and are talking constantly with, you know, long, super long break as we are right now. Yeah, like I wonder what, what that what, in, what, what, what did that entail? Did she could she really not talk all day or was it just? Yeah, not work and talk? I mean, how past the point of no return are we? If, <laughs> if, <laughs> uh, I, I think I go go for a little while without talking. Yeah, uh, not for days on end, but I think they try to keep you at, at minimum. Uh, I told you my uh, friend's daughter had to go on brain rest yeah, for a while. Yeah, that's right. There's no reading, no watching TV, none of that stuff. No no screens at all. I know you would die. Would die. You? Uh, by the way, somebody texted and said only three rides have a single rider uh, line at Disney. Test oh. track, Everest, and rock and roller coaster says they need more. Okay. So I don't know if that's true or not. But. You ever talk to uh, Damon downstairs in Manja about uh, the little retreats that he does? They're, they're yeah. only a weekend long, you know, three or four day weekend, um, and they go to a place where it's um, it's no They are just he. Uh, well, he does, it's a it's a men's group. Okay, and so they go to this. Uh, and I think it's a seminary, and they just uh, they unplug for a long stretch and uh, become very introspective. Play video games, but uh, no <laughs> video games. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the only thing you're allowed is uh, a Nintendo. Ah, no, no, like, but literally, it's it's. Reading a little bit, uh, very little speaking. A and, time for contemplation. And complete disconnection. Wow. Okay, I yes. like that. That's cool, yeah. Especially I'm, if you can be out in nature. Uh, I'm going to go to Matt. Hey, Matt, good morning. What's up, guys? Good morning. Sorry to buy the at work. It's okay. All good, buddy. What is it you do by yourself? I, When I was younger, I used to go every weekend, every time I came around to Dover, Delaware, I'd go to the race by myself. All three days, <laughs> the, the minor race, the Xfinity race, the monster race. Back then, obviously, it was Bush and Winston Cup. But... I'd sleep in the bed of my pickup truck and nobody to bother you. You just watch grandstands, the qualifying, the practicing, all the races. And then you just mingle with everybody else that has a camper and drink their beer. Okay. That sounds cool, yeah. But you preferred doing it that way? 
Oh, it was so much easier than dragging people along with you. What a nightmare. Okay. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Do you I know, mean, you're just free to uh, to move about as you please. And you can meet people and hang out. I, I go to like, Thanks, a, for years, I would go to horror movie conventions and uh, like uh, ultimate nerdy stuff like sci-fi conventions and things. And go by myself, and you know, I'd go without the perfunctory yeah. huge backpack full of sixty cans of Fresca. Yeah. So the uh, the, the whole experience was you, you can just kind of go in, and you can be more surgical too. Yeah. When you're with someone, and mind you, I've gone with people and had great times, but yeah. you're you can be. I'm going to go to this. I want to see this. I want to see this. And it's amazing how your experience alters because you're getting exactly what you want, and then you leave. You're not yeah. dawd- you're not dawdling. Yeah, I saw a text message come through. I said, "Hey, Casey, can your wife go to the movies all by herself?" First of all, don't be a dick on text messages. Second, why is that being a dick? <laughs> no, because Wait, I think there was an that? insinuation. My wife can do whatever she wants, whenever she wants, oh, all you're, by herself. You're, you're taking yeah. that as if yeah. you don't allow her to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. oh you get to go to the movie. No, listen. And that's that's how my my household is. Like, dude, listen, if you want to go, it's not all about me. You want to go to the movies all by yourself. You want to go shopping all. Yeah, go, go, because oh, no, I God. know, I know what that isolation can yeah. do for you. Like, it's freeing. I love yeah. that. I play golf alone all the time. Well, yeah. can your wife play golf all by alone? I went to a Phil's game by myself this year. Uh, I had an extra ticket. I asked a whole Did bunch of people. Did your girlfriend get to go to the Phil's game by herself? <laughs> <laughs> no, she... That's got to be nice, though, it actually. It was fantastic. You can... No distractions. No. At all. It was... Uh, I, uh, there was a friend who was there that I found out that he was there, and I went up and, and I hung out with him and his son for a little bit, but, like, for the most... Most most of the time, I was just watching the game, enjoying it by myself, and, yeah... You, you know, said, though, they did make you move the inflatable doll. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I bring her along for, uh, Debbie. carpool purposes. Uh-huh. No, honestly, for that, for that level, you can enjoy it. And it doesn't mean you're not enjoying the company of people when you're with them. Oh my, but, because I, I think some people say, wait, it must be antisocial or, no, no, no. No, as you get older, you just start to hate people. <laughs> no, even, even, even like that, uh, you've hated them all your life. But, but the, 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 the genuine thing is that you, it's, it's, you, you could have a different experience that's, that can be uh, enjoyable on another level. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this question though. Uh, I mean, this is we got started on this with uh, Alex Holly from uh, yeah. Fox, but she uh, she was on vocal rest, so she took a, a trip by herself. Right, Nick? She was definitely yeah. alone. Yeah, yeah, and she was in uh, some pretty well, cool places out west. But hold, hold on here, and here's my question: How hard is that to pull off, though, if you're married or in a relationship, and turn to someone to say, yeah? I need to go okay. by myself That's for even problem. even a weekend. <laughs> I, I just want to go do this, and you know what I mean. That's yeah. a great question. And so I went to uh, Joshua Tree National Park a few years ago, or two, whatever. I, I went to Joshua Tree, and there was a, a guide on that trip, and she was married, and her she and her husband would do long trips apart from one another. She went to Russia for like six months and did this rowing trip down these Russian rivers. The Volga? Uh, no, I don't even. It, it doesn't matter. And the the point of the story is that they were away from one another for six months to eight months at a time and he would do similar things in different parts of the world too for them it worked in their marriage yeah but i, I that's pretty unique though that's well, because that's they, they were yeah. getting to have sex with other people well you know in other well, countries yeah, that into it. it's yeah one of two things either that that is allowed yeah. or they're just not very sexual my wife goes, listen, she loves to travel, mm-hmm. and, and so, uh, and uh, I can't be traveling as, you know, I don't want her to be tied to my schedule, so she'll she'll go out and, and do that. 
Um, and, she but doesn't she, go by herself, She doesn't right? go by herself. Yeah, no. she always yeah. goes with somebody. Right. I don't think Alex is by herself because somebody is taking these pictures of her. You well, can ask somebody on the trail to take a picture of Yeah, we're looking you. at her Instagram. Sure. There may be somebody who can say, hey, would you mind taking this picture? Whoever took this picture took a damn good picture. So that's Antelope Canyon, the one that you're looking at right now, That's Preston. amazing. That's out of, uh, outside of Page yeah. in Arizona. Sure, I'll take a picture of you. <laughs> hey, just as long as you try, and try to jump my claim. <laughs> What are you talking about, old fella? Out there paying him for gold. I'm out here. here. I'm just about to hit big. Uh, let me go to... Do, 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 do. I have a bunch of calls here. Tons of people that want to jump in. I'm going to go to Corey. Hi, Corey. Good morning. Hey, what's going on? Got Dukes. Got Dukes, buddy. All right, so it says here you move around a lot. Um, kind of. Uh, I was in the military for a while. Uh, they put me out in South Dakota, and I was, you know, 18 years old, right out of high school, away from my family. Like, I didn't know anyone going out there as opposed to, like, a lot of my college friends, you know, they go to, uh, like, Penn State with, like, two of their other buddies. They're all in the same room. And, like, when I got back, like, I really noticed, like, I was a lot different because I could uh, handle the isolation a lot better. Yeah, you're, you're, you're speaking exactly um, to my point, Corey. And you, you, yeah. you sort of pick up a skill set. It doesn't make you antisocial. It makes, I, no, I, I think, you're, you just become more discriminating on... on you, you. I think you select your situations better. You're not dragged yeah. along to things you don't want to go to. Right? Am I correct in that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm at the point where I kind of like need it every once in a while. And don't get me wrong, I love my wife and son yeah. so much, like you know, with all my heart. But I'm still with the Air Force Reserve, so I have to go out to Pittsburgh once a month. And it, it's just a little weekend trip, and it, it's nothing too extravagant. I'm working like half the time. But, you know, I got the nights where I can just do whatever I want. If I want to go see a movie, then I go see a movie. If I want to go to a bar and have a few Jeep beers, you know, I make sure I uh, plan my hotel right next to a good bar. Yeah, so, yeah, so but, it, but there, that little bit of you time recharges you, correct? Oh, absolutely. All right. Yeah, so th- that's a perfect example. Thanks, Corey. I wouldn't mind doing a golf trip solo. I wouldn't mind going somewhere. Where would you go? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I You know, there's... um. Mm, there's a lot of great courses in like Wisconsin and and uh, Oregon, yeah. you know, somewhere out that way. Some really picturesque places that I wouldn't mind, and just you know hitting a bunch of golf courses and meeting people, just getting hooked up with people you don't know, and having I mean, sex, could, I, and maybe having sex with these guys. You know, it could be great. <laughs> I'm heterosexual, but yeah. you're very attractive. <laughs> I'm so lonely. <laughs> Thank you. You say your name is Berta. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, <laughs> I mean this European. You guy. remind me of Antonio Banderas. By the way, I think Marissa would be a great solo traveler uh, because Marissa is very um, off the cuff in her uh, decisions on where to go and what to do. Yes, but no. So <laughs> okay. She likes the party. She well, likes to be with people. Yeah, so I enjoy... Dinner like, on Blanc solo. I enjoy going places alone, but meeting people there. Yeah. And maybe not like Well, that's a that plan. would speak to that though. That's what I mean. I mean, so so there I know yeah, what you're not saying. random people, her friends. Yeah, like having oh. a couple different people to meet up with but not being tied down. Could you go could you go on a trip where you were going to experience something and you were you're not hooking up with friends, you're just going by yourself to an experience whether it be a concert or an event, Burning Man. Burning Man, for example. Maybe I, okay. I, I think I would be a bad traveler. I can't sit I think in a restaurant I could do it. by myself. Like, I need to, to, I need entertainment. I need people to entertain me. Okay. So you need people to entertain you? Yeah, she calls no. it a bomb threat. <laughs> no, I was just trying to wrap it up. No, I, I just need interaction. Okay. okay. Understood. Gotcha. Uh, so anyhow, wow, I wasn't expecting us to talk about this. We had a totally, <laughs> entirely different topic ready, yeah. but that's the kind of 
loose and free-spirited show we are. I like it that way. We'd be good solo travelers. <laughs> Listen, we are going to Europe. Uh, we're going to, to London. That'll be interesting. Uh, but we're not going to be We're going alone. together. No. Right. We'll be a group together. But I think there are, there are a couple of times where we're going to sort of break up into little sure. discussion groups. Yeah. 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 I mean, when we went to Florida, we kind of did that. Too. Yeah. Everybody kind of split up for a little bit. I went marlin fishing. Yeah. Did you? I did, but I stayed in the hotel. Okay. Everybody yeah. had a partner except for me. And, uh, well, you had already left on... Uh, I didn't have anybody. Yeah. I, well, I went to go see my family yeah. for a day, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I left pretty much after the broadcast. Well, I, you didn't catch any marlin. But I did. I went back to the hotel. Oh, the hotel. Right. <laughs> the hotel caught his marlin ate it and left. I got you. Yeah. All right, well, listen, I want to take a break, but thank you for your phone calls. Very interesting, and it's, uh, listen, it's not a, uh, it, it's kind of cool to get out and be alone for a little while yeah. and, and uh, take some time along with you and experience some things. So we're going to break. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Disturb. Ghost. The Glorious Sons. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Our next guest has so much going on, man. Not only is she one of the stars of a hilarious television show, one that we absolutely love, and it's you know takes place right in our backyard, uh, but also she has got one hell of a voice on her. I'm going to play a little bit of the music yeah. first and foremost, and then we are going to welcome her uh, to the program, but here a little bit. Mama done raised me right. She told me how to be sing on the Goldbergs before and fantastic voice but I'm, I'm loving this please welcome to our studio Haley Orantia Morning, Haley. Hi. Hey, so yeah, we've you know we've seen you uh, do some singing on on the Goldbergs, but bit. this is you doing the real thing, and you write this music as well, don't you? I do. It's really funny because now that I've been going on this tour, I've had a lot of people for, who are fans of the show come out, and they're like, "I thought you were going to be doing a lot of '80s covers." Like, you know what? I can do other things. Well, mm-hmm. I was surprised to read because I thought, "Oh, this is kind of cool." I guess uh, this this you know when the show first came on, I guess this actor actress has some aspirations of singing, mm-hmm. and then only to do research on you and, and singing was it music was your deal and and acting has seemed to have sort of been a, a conduit towards getting your music out because you go back what you you were you were singing since you were a little kid mm-hmm. i think composing songs when you were 12 13 right yeah, kind of i mean i wouldn't necessarily say they were radio hits by any but still but yeah yeah <laughs> so so and, and then you you've you've come up through as i was doing research you worked with the people uh you backup singer for demi lovato mm. well in some ways yeah in some ways i i uh, did i recorded a lot of like disney channel type um soundtrack like background vocals so there was like a camp rock too right so you um, but that's that's yeah. It's a lot of. I'll count it. It all counts, yeah. damn it. Yeah, it's all I legit. Love That's resume worthy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of and the, the Hannah Montana yes, uh, movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, that's all legit. A lot of lest we forget that uh, you know uh, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears they all came out of the Disney 
uh, stables you know, years ago. So that's, that's very cool. Now, yeah. I, I only know this song that we played here, uh, which is Strong, Sweet, and Southern. It's the, the title track to the, uh, to the tour. Yeah. Uh, is that your forte, this, this kind of pop country-ish uh, folky feel? Or, yeah. Or? I mean, when I started out growing up in Texas, there's always that little bit of country that you run into no matter where you are in Texas. But mm-hmm. I grew up listening to a lot of, like, Luther Vandross and Brian McKnight and Celine Dion, like a random array of very big, soulful voices. Yeah. Um, and so I had originally sung music like that, and it wasn't until I had met with record labels when I was 15 that they said, you know, we'd love for you to have a platform like a television show. And um, that way, it was like the Hannah Montana thing was happening. So it was like, you get a TV show, you get a record deal. It's a kind right. of a deal. Um, and so somewhere between that whole process of acting and auditions and stuff, four years later, I've really found country pop to be something that just came very naturally to me um and i add my little bit of soul into that but whenever i write a song it comes out very country so i can't really deny it too much well it seems that that um so so the acting they basically gave you the advice that if you could get a show and 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 learn to act and you started to take uh what was it was high school where musical theater kind of it's crazy because in my town of Louisville, yeah. Texas, um, Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato are from that area of really? Dallas, and they went to this like random acting school in the town. It's a Catherine Sullivan's film for or acting for film, and um, I started taking a couple classes there because I was like, okay, this label wants me to go get like a Disney Channel esque <laughs> kind of TV show. Right. What better place to do it? So I just started taking classes. I really did not understand it at first. I hated it. It just did not make sense to me. But Which, I kept going on auditions. So. It's, it's shocking because you the thing, and we're massive fans of the Goldbergs, and have been all all along. Uh, obviously, there, as Preston said, it's in our backyard, but it's hilarious, and it's it's yeah. so well written, and the, and the the staff we've had, you know, producers in, and Adam as as well, and uh, and uh, but it's sharp comedy, and a lot of it requires a lot of comedic adroitness, if that's a word, and you have it, and you're also um, you're not afraid to just you know throw it all in there for the comedy, so you you take naturally to it. Was that always from the beginning, or did you have to really hunker down and study? It it seems like you couldn't have developed that ability that quickly. Well, I would say it was the natural part might be coming from the fact that I'm an only child, so I really just (laughs) entertained at any moment I could to get attention. So, uh, you know, I would say that that maybe had something to do with it. But acting classes really helped me mostly with just... I think the teacher used to always say, just be okay with looking stupid. Mm Because I would always get so self-conscious about, you know, Wendy and Jeff can get up there and just improv. And if it doesn't work, they move on. And, like, the next thing they say is hilarious. Mm -hmm. But I, like, had so much pressure of, like, oh, my God, I have to be funny right now. And I couldn't get out of my head. So the acting class has definitely helped to prepare me for something like this show where... you know, I need to do that with my daughter because she's. I see these creative tendencies in her, and she likes to to perform to us. But the moment I'm like, you know, and she and she'll even you know uh, record them, and I'm like, can I show that to somebody? No, no. Yeah, she was on season twelve, um, and she's incredible. She's only sixteen years old. Gets up on stage, plays guitar. Yeah, so I'm already jealous. Um, and she just has a very traditional country sound, and it, I, she, I personally think she has a little bit of like a Dolly Parton in her voice, kind of. Dolly Parton was one of our favorite interviews ever. Really? Phenomenal, yep. so mm-hmm. great, and a lot. Of, and we we tell people, he said, you know, don't you got to realize just how important Dolly Parton is to the world of music, mm-hmm. and how many songs she's written. Are you? Oh, I yeah. assume you're a huge fan, correct? Absolutely. And I mean, uh, and I know that it was really take took off with uh, Whitney Houston singing it, but. Um, 
I Will Always Love You. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's an incredible song. You were at the uh, American Country, country Music ACMs, yeah. ACMs, yeah. And uh, I said there, uh, you were uh, you were doing a little bit of hosting, I guess, uh, for, the, for the, the Country Channel, right? Yeah, so it sounds like Nashville. Um, I was hosting a part of their carpet and just kind of playing games with some of the artists that came down. You had to be blown away. I mean, like, like you had like Reba McIntyre and other... Well, I wish they would have come down the carpet, but no, I got to talk to a lot of really cool people, but um, by the time that all the big artists were coming down, it was time for me to head back inside, so unfortunately, I didn't get to meet any of them. It's cool, though. All right, so television, music, what else do you want to bite off creatively or or in in your life, because the world is your oyster, Haley. I mean... Technically, this is still a part of television and, and, and film entertainment, but I would love to kind of work on the, like, producing side. Yeah. Um, I've already been kind of developing a couple concepts, like, for a travel show that I really want to do. Um, there's a couple scripted ideas I have. So I would love to get involved in that world, um, but it's a whole other process. So yeah, it's very when cool, I have though. time. You, you know? got time. All right, well, cool. Listen, go see Haley at HaleyOrantia.com. That's, uh, you spell her last name. Well, I'll spell the first name, too. My puppy's name, Haley, by the way. Really? <laughs> H-A-Y-L-E-Y-O-R-R-A-N-T-I-A. Or we'll just put a link up on Preston.com, make it easy for you. Um, but uh, you're headed around. I, I see you're going to Kremp Florist. You're going to Lee's Abington. And you got to stop by Wawa while you're here as I well. have to. I've never been in a Wawa. You're going to freaking love it. Yep. <laughs> we, honestly, we, we are super proud of Wawa. Thank God the show uh, celebrates Wawa. Absolutely. I, yeah. I'm going to check it out today. All right. Cool. Haley, great to meet you. Thank you guys Enjoy for having me. Enjoy your time here. Let's hear for Haley, guys. Yeah. Yeah. MMR's Day Off on the Slopes at Jack Frost Mountain is Friday, January 4th. Celebrate winter with the best lift ticket deal out there, along with the Piero Bear live broadcast and a legendary happy hour with Jackson, live from the E2000 Lounge. MMR VIPs, you still have time to save money. Lift tickets are now just 20 bucks, but available only until supplies last or until noon on January 2nd. WMMR.com has the details. MMR's Day Off on the Slopes. Sip, ski, and be merry. Friday, January 4th at Jack Frost Mountain from JFBB, where the snow comes first. And 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. I don't know if this guy will make it into the Hall of Fame or not. Uh, (laughs) At least with his teammates, he certainly won't. And probably with the Bills, definitely not. Uh, But Vontae Davis, now listen, I don't know squat about football and their players and their relationships to the teams and so on and so forth. I don't, I very, on the lightest, lightest bit, even follow the sports, just me, it's who I am. Uh, You're a hockey guy. I am a hockey guy, and I'm a golf guy. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, in the middle of the game, over the weekend, he not only did he pull himself out of the game, he quit the team, he quit the league, he has retired <laughs> from football in the middle of he the game. He retired in the middle of the game. Yeah. He, he put on his jeans, got into his street clothes, and left. Yeah. And they were still playing. Yeah. Straight <laughs> Halftime. Left. Uh, yeah, and according to uh, the coach, Sean McDermott, he said he pulled himself out of the game. He communicated to us that he was done. Uh, they asked if he had been benched or was hurt, and his answer was nope. He said, when I get back in uh, to his office, we'll continue to communicate on what exactly is going on out there, and we'll go from there. I wish I had a better answer for you right now, and I'm just being up front. Um, so he... he now, he did release a statement yes, about it. after the fact. Yeah, he usually would fact. release a statement prior to retiring. Yeah, yeah, but he he did say that uh, that he's got a reason behind it, but before we get to that, uh we have one of his teammates yeah, commenting Lorenzo, on this. Yeah, Lorenzo. So they Alexander. lost the game, right? Yeah, they lost. Yeah, yeah they were, they were losing 28-6. So they were getting spanked right. at, at halftime. Yeah, they they don't have a good team this year. Um so anyhow, this is uh Lorenzo Alexander 
uh, commenting on that. Here we go. Never have seen it ever. Pop Warner, high school, college, pros, never heard of it, never seen it. And it's just completely disrespectful when to uh, his teammates. Did he say anything to you? Did, did, did he say anybody did? He didn't say nothing to nobody. He left? When did yeah, you know as much as I know. I know I found out going in the second half of the game. Huh? Uh, coming out, said he said he's not coming out. He retired. It's your What? Yep. That's it. He's not coming out. You go to take the field. He's retired. Hey, where's Vontae? Oh, he retired. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? He's, he's tired? No, yeah. he retired. He won't be playing the second half. He he retired from the game. Brothers, uh, talk about burning a bridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, he's done. He doesn't. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's finished. Still. There's so, a way you do it, though. Well, do you want me to read this? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right. So he wrote. Uh, this is now I picture retiring from the NFL. Uh, but today on the field really hit me uh, fast and hard, and I shouldn't be out there anymore. Oh, here, let me read this. It says. Uh, uh, I'll, let me backtrack. This yeah. is now I picture retiring from the NFL, but in my 10th NFL season, I've been doing what my body has been programmed to do, get ready to play on game day. I've endured multiple surgeries and played through many different injuries throughout my career, and over the last few weeks, this was the latest uh, physical challenge. Uh, but today on the field really hit me uh, fast and hard. I shouldn't be out there anymore. I meant no disrespect to my teammates and coaches, but I hold myself to a standard. Mentally, I always expect myself to play at a high level. But physically, I know today that isn't possible. And I had an honest moment with myself while I was on the field. I just didn't feel right. And I told the coaches, I'm not feeling like myself. I also wondered, do I want to keep sacrificing? He said, and truthfully, I do not because the season is long. And it's more important for me and my family to walk away healthy than to willfully embrace the warrior mentality and limp away too late. Uh, this was an overwhelming decision, but I'm at peace with myself and family. I chose to be grateful to God for allowing me to play the game that I've loved as a boy until I t- uh, turned 30 years old. I choose to be grateful to God for being a part of the NFL and making lifelong friends over this last over the last decade. Uh, there were roadblocks and pitfalls along the way, and I'm grateful to God for all of it because he doesn't promise any of us an easy journey. Lastly, I'm grateful to God for what he has in store for me ahead in this next chapter of my life. So, I mean, it makes it's okay yeah. listening to, to what he wrote, but, I mean, <laughs> to just well, walk out in the middle of the game, I mean, he could have probably just said to the coaches, like, hey, I can't play I the can't, rest I, of the game, and yeah. then retire after the game. Exactly, right, right, exactly. Because right. then, then, then the players are not, because you know, they, they knew immediately he retired, yeah. and and so now they're they're playing a game and then dealing with that. It, it had to been. Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I, I feel horrible. I, I, I can't. I'm, or whatever. He sits off to the side, and then they talk about it later. Anybody in the game would go. I guess he's injured. He's, he's sick, or something's wrong. Yeah, it's okay. But when you're on the and what? everyone's like, what? But well, wait a minute. Who? But but who told the team that he retired? Somehow it made Coach? its way to the... Uh, yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah. If he didn't tell the team, then that wouldn't be his fault. Right, you know right, right. I mean? But if the coach came out and said. Dude retired. Yeah, you know. Did I mean, he the, tell anybody? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea how it played out. But listen, if he got out there and he doesn't feel right, and he thought maybe something bad was going to happen to him, maybe it was how a much? Thing how much him. longer play? Uh, it was a half, a half hour. Right. Half right. hour. Well, I, and not even that because he, he only plays on one side of the ball. But so finish it up, and then then you do it. Having not a, if you don't feel right, though. Not if you feel that... If they were playing against those rhinos that are in Black Panther... It doesn't Panther, matter. It doesn't matter. Then maybe. If, yeah. if, and if, 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 I, if for you mentality, your mentality, if you think, man, 
I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I touched a Dybbuk box. Right, exactly. (laughs) Well, no, listen, there... uh, And you get out of it, man. There was a guy who played... It's your life. There's a guy who played for the Eagles who who suffers from anxiety, and this was kind of a thing for him where, I mean, he didn't show up to the stadium. Yeah. And it was because (laughs) of his, his anxiety. So, like, you know, this obviously football is a very, very physical game, but it is super mental. So, like, you know, maybe he had, you know... Some sort of anxiety about it that that kept him from going back out into the field, finishing the game, finishing what he started. Now, as a as a parent of children who play sports, yeah. you know, it is incumbent upon me to try and teach them values and and, 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 responsibility. that, and responsibilities and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I've you know I've uh, you know like my son when he was wrestling, you right. know, his uh, his buddy quit. Uh, and then, so he wanted to quit and I was, and I really wrestled and struggled with like whether or not I let him, I'm like, all right, what am I teaching him about life? And blah, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. it's like, there are these, but this is a full grown adult here who can make his own decisions. He's already in the game. He's, He's already, already played, mo- you know, at least half of the game. I've never heard of this it, before it, in my life. I've never no heard one of has. Yeah. So, so to press to your point, if, if he did have a, a, uh, a bizarre recognition or something yeah. about or an epiphany, you know, or an he, epiphany. Okay, but but there needs to be more explanation of it. I, I, I had a dream last night where a, a lightning bolt. Well, hit me. <laughs> if he wanted to think about it that yeah. way, he could have just he could just told him, "Look, I don't feel well. Uh, something's wrong. wrong. I don't feel right. I gotta right, I gotta right. fa- I can't play the rest." Also, of the it wouldn't Kathy, hurt to so, wait. It wouldn't that? hurt to say suit is to say suited up and, and just still remain there, and then after the game leave. Yeah, he, he left halfway through the game. Yeah, yeah. Have you? But haven't you wanted to like? just quit a job and like walk out right on the spot like maybe that was maybe he was like this is how i'm gonna quit the nfl like i just want to walk out on the spot i had a a cousin who wanted he never did it but he forever was like i want to go and get a job at either burger king or mcdonald's (laughs) just so that i can quit and jump over the counter and wanted to see what it was like like he wanted to just quit on the spot (laughs) jump over the counter and leave I, I quit mid job one time. Did you, you really? did? Really? Yeah. yeah it was, it was, were you was it were you were you having an altercation or were you just yeah? Uh, yeah the manager was yelling at me. Right. And, and listen, we were doing a lousy job. <laughs> we, I, I, in hindsight, we if I was him, I would have been bitching at me too, and it was totally my fault. But he had, he had yelled enough to where I'm like. F you, I'm out of here. And I and I left. I, Music's my life. I threw my apron on the ground and yeah. I took off. And and uh and my buddy Chet was with me too, and he quit at the same time because we were both getting reprimanded. It was a mutiny. But Chet later on, like a couple hours later, went back and asked for oh, a job. And Chet so went sorry. on to become a famous gynecologist with incredible hair. How about Dr. that? Dr. Chet Raywine. <laughs> That's right. And then, so, no, I just, I, I never went back. See, I think that would be, like, that would be fun. I would never do that now. And I'm an adult. Um, you can't do that. But, like, it, as a kid, if I would have thought back, like, I, I remember I just stopped showing up to my one job when you, I was you, a lifeguard. You, you ghost it. You know, that, most, most people ghost a job. But, like, yeah. when you, you're like, you just don't show up. But if you I think the most dramatic hate. job to walk out of is being a pilot. Oh god! <laughs> An airline pilot. Yeah, I'm out of here. We were out to dinner um, at this Chinese food restaurant uh, that is very, very spicy. Like everything is a ten, and you have to tell them if you want it to be a two. Oh. Um, and we're we're eating dinner, and my uncle and I are the only ones eating, and we've noticed everyone's quit, and they and no one's come around and given us water in a while. And I mean, quit like nobody's eating anymore. Nobody right. in our on our party is eating anymore. And and we're all kind of sweating, and nobody has any water. And we realized that our waitress had quit mid-service. Ah. Ah. So no one was coming 
coming over to help us. Wow. She, I, I, she had the last of the, <laughs> of the crappy customers, and yeah. you guys drove her out of there. Oh, that's great. What do you mean, f- uh, a 5.8? <laughs> I had a friend. The little one. She's the trouble at the table. He got arrested for smoking pot outside of the restaurant in the middle of his uh, uh, of his shift. He didn't necessarily quit, but somebody else quit. Well, that's being fired. <laughs> no, that's being fired. fired. No, no, no. That's being arrested. Oh. Nobody even knew. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> I've seen other people quit, and you're you're like in the middle of a rush, you know, in the restaurant days. You're like, dude, Dave just quit. What? What, what do we have to do now? Uh, yeah. uh, we got tables. Because, yeah. what are we and therein lies the point, Preston. <laughs> yeah. There's collateral damage to your rashness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Everyone right. hopes that you're going to hear like some 80s style Top Gun music start to play. Oh, I'm out of here. Yeah. You get out to the car yeah. and it's like, all right, what am I going to do? Yeah. Oh my God. And then she, she forgot your, your visa bill sitting on the passenger seat. I got like the rest of the day yes. to kill and I have nothing to do. Yeah. I'm out of here. Take your drill bits and shove them. Everybody slows up you out. <laughs> Way to go, Paul! <laughs> Who was that flight attendant? Was it for JetBlue? I can't remember where he quit. Like he's, oh, and he he he, he opened the, the door, but yeah, the slide, and he slid out of the plane. He ended up paying like fifteen, twenty grand for that. <laughs> yep, yeah, he, he got fined. Worth it. Yeah, yeah, he t- <laughs> absolutely. Maybe uh, I will go to Dave. Hey, Dave. Good morning. Hey, uh, you guys rock. First. Thank All you. Right. Um, so uh, I used to work at a psych hospital in the area, and uh, we had a uh, somebody start as a tech was her first day. And uh, she was checking in a patient. We worked on an aggressive unit. Mm-hmm. So she brought the patient to the room and had their bag in there and checked in all their belongings. And then she got yelled at by somebody on the unit. Uh, said, you know, that's, like, really dangerous. That person could have killed you. You had no idea what they had in their bag. And between getting yelled at and, like, the risk that she didn't realize she was in, she was like, you know what? I'm taking my break, and I'm not coming back. <laughs> I like the way you put yeah. that. I'm going to take, take my, my break, break, and I just won't be back after yeah. that. I'm so going to go to the like cafeteria go. and have a donut and a coffee, and then I'm leaving. <laughs> right. Yeah, like you really didn't need the break. You yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but you get paid for that, you know? <laughs> and listen, to get yelled at on your first day, if you haven't been fully trained on stuff, that's just not cool. No, you know but we've been mean? there. I've been there. You, you, you know, you Thanks don't there. know. You, really, you need to sort of cultivate someone a little bit before you start ripping them a new one. I yeah. bet that happens in that field a lot, though. Probably. Like, you know, you know get it's scared. Like a, a new surgeon's going to lose a few oh, people you mean, in the beginning. You mean somebody showing up and not knowing, I didn't know that the job entailed this. Or just like, I'm just saying like in, in that field, you know, in, yeah. if when you're dealing with, you know, mentally psych- unstable yeah, people or like something. Yeah, like a psychiatric yeah. unit, I would imagine, you know, some people who aren't tough enough or, or oh, can't yeah. handle it well, probably it quit. Takes a, it takes a special breed of person. In Police officers, jobs. yeah, going out on, on, on the first, when they hit the street and they're seeing, you know, you can do all the practice you want, the ride-alongs, but when it's you out on the street, it's it's it's, it's a whole other world. I quit. I was a ball boy for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I, I got homesick, and I went That's home. That's right. We've heard this story, and I, I would tell you this. It's funny, because I know this had a, sort of an impact on your life. Yeah. I, I sense a lot of regret. Yeah. I, I See, I got I got yelled at. Um, I was, I you know, I, I lived in the dorm with the players and all the other um, yeah. you know, workers for the team, it, you know, and it just, it, it was a, a couple of different things that happened. Like, I was the new guy, so I wasn't, like, cool, and everybody else got to go out, and it, I had to it stay was, in. Wasn't it the basis for the, the movie Remedial? That we- <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> There's a follow-up to Invincible. Possibly. <laughs> Remedial. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, do you regret it? 
Uh, yeah, 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 big time. Yeah, well, I, well, I mean, you, you, as you were saying, what you'd tell your son when with the wrestling thing. Mm-hmm. Do you wish you know you were able to give that advice to yourself about sticking with it? Maybe, maybe. I, I just I I was homesick. Yeah. I, I was like crying. In my dorm room by myself, I wanted to go. I was 12 years old, living with a bunch of grown-ups. Yeah. I had gotten yelled at by my, um, like my, my direct boss because yeah. I had accidentally locked the keys in the car. Uh, there was a van, yeah. and the team was doing a dizzy bat drill, right? You yeah. know what the dizzy bat uh-huh. is, right? It was a relay race. And whatever team won the relay race, they won all of this beer. Well, all of the beer was in the back of the van that I had locked the keys in. <laughs> and so, like, he was super pissed at me, and I got yelled at, like, ream. Not like, dude, what are you doing? You got to think more. No, he, like, yelled at oh me, and I was like, I want to go home. <laughs> well, that's not cool. A, yeah. An adult yelling at a little kid? And I know the guy. <laughs> like, you don't get a job like that unless you know somebody. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I was, and so I went home, and yes, so I believe um, the well, I mean, the lore yeah. was that the Eagles were playing a um, a uh, preseason game in London, and they were going to take me to that preseason game in London, and I didn't know that, and I left, and I went home. Uh, so yeah, but listen, you know what? Things work out. Listen here, and here's the deal. And you had said earlier, Casey, about teaching kids mm-hmm. uh, the um, responsibility and ownership, and and so yeah. on, and. And I, I think there's a difference between um, quitting something because you're bored, yes, yeah. and quitting something because you don't like it, because you hate it, because you hate it. And I am, if if you don't allow people to leave something that they hate, yes. then are you sending the message of? Sorry, you're just going to have to suck it up. Crap that you don't like. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a there's a there's a balance. There yeah. is a balance. There's a balance I because agree. you you have to you you have to learn right that so, you will have to suck some things up, and it's not always going to be roses. So when when my kids did you know dabbled in baseball and, and basketball and a few sports here and there, if they got bored at some point in the season, we're like, I don't think we're finished. No, you signed up for this, and we're going to finish the season. Now after that. Rock on. You don't want to play basketball anymore or whatever it is. That's fine. But we're going to finish the season. You haven't gotten hurt. Nobody's being mean to you. It's not that situation. So we're going to finish this. If now, if it were yeah. the other way around, if somebody was getting bullied yes. or they just absolutely loathed being there, that's a different it's situation. another issue. You, yeah. can, you, cannot, yeah. you cannot like things in life, but then yeah. you all start to say, listen... When you're away playing these games, it's the only time I get to nail mommy. Yeah. Come on. Right? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I gotta Daddy live. needs some loving. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so if my child is crying before every practice and, you know, I'm okay. It's not worth it. Yeah, then, no, because I'm a terrible parent. All right. Scarring <laughs> my child. Uh, Zach, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Hi. Thank you, Zach. What's going on, bud? I worked at a veterinary pharmacy for two years, and... You know, we spend eight hours a day on our feet pulling medications off the shelves. And this one girl, uh, it was her first day in. And, you know, about two hours in, she goes to the manager and asks, Hey, uh, can I go outside and get uh, my more comfy pair of shoes? And the manager's like, Sure. And we waited <laughs> and we waited. <laughs> And she did not come back. Oh my wow. gosh, that's awesome! What? Those must have been really comfortable shoes. I just had to. There's a place every, in Milan that sells them. Every time we get a new hire, we would say, "Oh, is she going to go out for shoes?" <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> it's worth though to you know exactly. where you just. 
at least go to the the person and say I, I I'm doing this now and I realize this is not me and I'm going to be a debt yeah. at, le- at least apprise them of that, especially if it's, you know you, you need to medicate a cat that's going to get you know. Yeah, but you know when they're when they're young, you, you they're don't not know. thinking yeah, that yeah, yeah. They're, they're just going to walk out. Yeah, uh, let me go to. I'm in over my head. Let me go to Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, how are you? Good. So, did you quit a job one time? Walked out? Yeah. So years ago, I was 16. I worked at Burger King. Um, a lot of people didn't show up that day. Um, they had me work in the drive-through and the front area, all by myself. I uh, was apologizing to everybody. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, it's taking so long. Um, this lady pulls up, next person in the drive-thru, starts screaming, cussing, yelling at me, and asked me why I didn't come out and tell her why it was taking so long. I said, what do you want me to do? Jump out the effing window? <laughs> 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 Which is probably not in their protocol handbook. How am I supposed to tell you that? And I took the soda. She's like, Give me, let me talk to your manager. I said, you can talk to my manager. I, I said, here's your goddamn soda. And I threw it through the window into her car. <laughs> oh, my God. I, oh, my God. Well, but you were just holding true the, to the have it your way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just lost my mind. I was 16. I didn't like the job. I smelled. I, my best friend had just started with me the two days before. She said I cussed the whole way. I of quitting, I had to clock out. I got in my car and I chased the lady down Kirkwood Highway. Wow! <laughs> well, hey, Elizabeth, I lost my mind. Elizabeth, yeah. so that was that was quite a few years ago, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah. I'm okay. So, now. what what do you do now? <laughs> I probably shouldn't. <laughs> I'm actually, I work with kids with disabilities. <laughs> but you see, you ter- listen, you guys know this. Uh, and, and, and you work in the food service industry, and uh, you get, as they say, in the weeds. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you've got oh, things God. coming at you from all directions. My well, wife did it for years. It, it's mental torture. Especially especially fast food, because, as the name implies, it's you get it quick. And, and it's got to be. And if it ain't quick, yeah. people are going to let you hear about it. I, I'm curious if anybody has ever, you know, she talked about yelling back at a customer. I wonder if they've ever done it through the speaker, yeah. you know, through the drive-thru speaker. Just get into it with yeah. somebody over that. That do, would be pretty damn funny. Do you know what's diminished that a fair amount is the fact that now as you order, you can get a readout of what you would ordered right on the screen. So yeah. it does minimize the conflict at the window. Well, That's I also... You know, I don't always go in guns a-blazing, right, if right. I'm upset about my service or, or how long things have taken. Now, listen, I, I was at a fast food place within the past year where I was second in line, and it took me about 20 to 25 minutes to get a burger. And, I mean, I could have, you know, lost my crap on this guy, but I said I said to him, I go, is there any reason why it's taken 25 right. minutes to, to get my, my uh, sandwich? And he's like, no, it didn't take that long. I go, yeah. I go, I have it time stamped right here. I'm like, it really Perhaps did. Perhaps you don't realize I'm a former Eagles employee. <laughs> 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 but I could have been a jerk, or I mean a yeah. real jerk about it. No, you were simply Was, voicing your... Did it Did it end screw. right there? Uh, what do you mean? With, with, with the, you saying, well, no, look at the time stamp. Did he apologize, give you money back, or give you an explanation? No, I got my burger, and it was a damn good burger, but... Uh, okay. Was it worth 25 minutes in my car? You know? Yeah. No. Uh, let me go to Seth. We were talking about walking out in the middle of a shift. Hi, Seth. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, buddy? So, 
So when I was working at a Walmart, I was in the customer service section, and I was working with this guy who didn't really talk much. He really wasn't that kind of person who, like, uh, socialized with everyone. Right. And one day he sees this one guy in line. I don't know if he knew him or not, but he just jumps over the counter, chases this guy out of the Walmart, and then never shows up again. (laughs) He chased the guy out and just kept going. And then just never showed up again. Never called, never said anything. It was probably better that he did that and left because you were only looking at more. When you just out of the blue jump over and chase a customer out of the store. Oh, my God. uh, You know. Steve, that reminds me of uh, the old uh, Chris Elliott bit on David Letterman, the fugitive guy. The fugitive guy, He'd be yeah, like yeah. a cameraman, and all of a sudden he would just run out of the studio and hit yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> they never what ex- happened there? They right. never explained what it was. I wonder if anybody in radio ever left dead air and just walked out and quit. Oh, I'll Co- guarantee you, Bill. Bill, Bill you know any, anybody? Any no. Like that? no, no, no. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, he's not coming over. No, but I, I'm sure that's happening. Right? You know, well, like for, the, for the most part, in radio, that's why all of a sudden your favorite radio personality, poof, yeah, yeah. <laughs> will be gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is the way it goes. Uh, I need to see you in my office. Yeah. And then they close the door and it goes, by the way, today was your last show. Right. Oh. And it's because that it, it that keeps that. Yeah. It keeps it's, that from it's, happening. It's rare. If someone's retiring and they're beloved and you got yes. the deal, then that's fine. They'll let them do the deal. If there is a if they're getting if let there's go. an issue, you don't want to give them access to a microphone. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going with polka. Yeah. <laughs> and they're gone. Radio stations, too. Entire radio stations will just disappear without warning. We've seen that happen Yes, before. we've been a part of well, it. Uh-huh. Except when we all got word and then everyone came in and went on the air. Oh, yeah. At 100. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, one more call and then we got to take a break. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey, good morning, gang. Hey, what's up, bud? I walked out on a job less than five minutes after I started it. What? <laughs> okay. Yes. What job was this? I was hired to be a, a type of a sales rep for a manufacturing company okay. and went through multi-level interviews, even had to fly. The company even flew me out to their headquarters for an interview. I got hired. They had a room in a hotel where they hired three other guys at the same time uh-huh. where we we're going to begin our training, go through the product lines and et cetera. Walked in, sat down, and the, superv- the guy who was going to be my direct supervisor started off by saying, I have incredibly high standards. Everyone must live up to my standards. If you don't think you can live up to my standards, then you shouldn't be in this room. And, and, and you, you, that was it. Thank, thank you for the for the uh, heads up. Uh, I I don't believe I can. I'm leaving. Yeah, Dave's cue, and that's when you walked up. That's like right out of a movie. That's pretty awesome, Dave. That was pretty much it. So I excused myself, walked out. Never went back. I, I understand. I, my, we, had, we had a similar situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had we had a, a new company take over our radio station, and the first time we we meet the HR guy, yeah, we sit down. I'll never forget this in the conference room, and he leads with not. Hey, it's great to be a part of this company. We're really <laughs> excited about the way things are going to go. He leads with, "I like firing people." Yeah, right? yeah. What firing people means that we're making changes and we're <sighs> bettering the company. In so many words, he said this, and we're all looking at each other, going, 
What a bold strategy. Did this guy just say that? You know, normally as employees, we'd be weirded out by that declaration, but yeah. we like your pluck. Yeah. What did Liberace just say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of, you know, hey, this is going to be great. We're, this is going to be a great marriage between all of us here, and we're going to have wonderful success. No, now, like, I like to fire people. Occasionally, if watch your ass. someone underperforms, we have to go take certain measures, but we're looking forward to a communal effort and blah, 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 blah. You know, what a turd. That was weird. <laughs> All right. Uh, but anyhow, interesting story out of the NFL. Vontae Davis of the Bills quits at halftime. Retires. Doesn't just quit. I mean, just his, he's done. He's finished with the whole football thing, period. So, uh, But thank you for your calls. We appreciate it. Uh, we're going to take a break, right? Yep. Yeah, we got, cool. we, so got we'll we got cool. So we'll come back. We got cool. We got cool. We got cool. Casey. <laughs> I've done something like that so many times <laughs> that I can't bust your balls about it. Whether social, hey, welcome in, or anti-social, hey, get out. Join your MMR pals on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Groovy photos, videos, and social commentary. Plus, we find them the perfect place to waste time during the company meetings. Hashtag MMR rocks. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre File. The Bizarre File brought to us by Heritage Business Systems. The document imaging equipment solution is Heritage Business Systems. Service satisfaction reliability, that's Heritage Business Systems. Your authorized Canon copier dealer. Let's start in Florida. And this is a pretty tragic, weird story. A SWAT send-off ended Friday morning after a troubled administrative law judge who barricaded himself inside a southwest Miami-Dade County home while holding three relatives hostage killed himself. This is a judge. Wow. Judge Timothy Mayer was arrested August 14th after allegedly threatening his ex-girlfriend with a gun in front of their two-year-old son at his home. Uh, the hostages were Anna and Jose Rodriguez and their 13-year-old daughter. How Officers old was this guy? Said they weren't injured. Uh, how old was he? You know what, Steve? Uh, I don't really know. Don't I don't know offhand. Okay. I'll All see right. if it, maybe it's uh, later in the story, but I'm not sure. Uh, but apparently, uh, police and SWAT officers were called to the home late Thursday night. A negotiator was using a megaphone to communicate with Mayor. Officer said uh, Mayor eventually stopped communicating with ne- uh, negotiators. And then after the hours-long standoff, police officers heard a gunshot. They entered the home and found him dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The teenage girl and her parents ran out of the home. Uh, A police report shows that he was also involved in a recent road rage incident. According to that report, uh, he had followed another driver to his home uh, where he cussed him out and called him a racial slur. Police were also called to... Uh, the home and the judge had claimed that the other driver had pulled a gun on him, but they searched that guy's car and there was no gun there. Police said Mayor told uh, an officer at the scene that he was a federal judge and said there was uh, there was cause for the officer to search the other man's house. But they checked with the state's attorney office and they said there was no cause for search. So this guy was... Un- Has gone off the rails. Yeah, yeah but he was a judge. And yeah. I actually had a story... Last week that never I never got to in the bizarre file about this guy, but then he went and took his own life over the weekend. So very Jeez. very strange stuff. All right, uh, what else we have here? Okay, how about this one? A Texas man who survived a shark bite earlier this month has since developed flesh eating bacteria. Oh my god! An Necr- infection. Necrotiz- what do they call it? Necrotiz- in his wounds, necrotizing fasciitis. Uh, August 9th, Blaine Shelton was enjoying a solo dip in the warm water of the Gulf of Mexico, but his swim was painfully interrupted when a shark suddenly attacked him, biting him 
just above the knee. Fortunately, he was able to swim to shore, and with the help of a friend, he flagged down a sheriff's deputy who was patrolling the area. Uh, based on the bite mark, an expert guessed that it was a seven-foot bull shark that had bitten him. That is the most deadly shark in the ocean. And they average between 200 and 290 pounds. They grow from seven and a half to eight feet long. They're common in the coastal waters of Texas. They're brutal. Uh, Shelton was treated at the University of Texas Medical Branch, and for four days, it was. A, they sent him home after that. Uh, but a few days later, his wound was painfully aching, so he returned to the hospital. He was likely infected with Vibrio vulfin, uh, vulf, vulnificus, what? which is a species of bacteria that thrives in warm coastal seawater, and it's often called flesh-eating bacteria because... When it infects a wound, it causes the skin surrounding tissue to gruesomely break down and die, a condition so you, that's called necrotizing fasciitis. You survive, a, you survive a bull shark shark attack, and then yeah. you get this. So what is his prognosis? He's okay, apparently, now. Uh, but if he wouldn't have been treated, it, it would have killed him for sure. Um, so they, they warn people with any kind of an open wound, cut or abrasion, to uh, stay out of seawater because it's a portal of entry for the bacteria. So. And don't get bitten by sharks. And try not yeah. to be bitten it's probably, by sharks. Uh, though it seems safe, Yeah, don't do it. Uh, I saw this video footage. This is crazy. Shocking footage from a Russian nightclub shows a single man... Uh, attacked seven strangers last weekend, knocking most of them unconscious. I saw this footage. Oh my god! It's this. He's like the Terminator for Christ's sake. And he could have killed these people. One yes, guy's one guy's in serious, serious condition. condition. Yeah, was he doing it with his fist? He was doing yeah. it with his fist. Now they're all they're all drinking at a nightclub, but still, he just like one right after another. Bam, 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 yeah, Casey, bam. And he's just like one shot. Yeah. Just, Boom! Out cold. And they don't know it's coming. And, well, no, Why, they, were, uh, they were squaring off a little bit. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so the video uh, apparently captured at a club named Studio Private Place south of Moscow. Uh, bosses at the club have reportedly refused to comment on the footage. Uh, the 23-year-old is said to have suffered a fractured skull in the attack. A 20-year-old received a cut lip and head injury. The suspect could face up to eight years in jail for the assaults. Uh, the fight begins when two large men bump into each other on a crowded dance floor. One immediately punches the other who pushed him away. A flurry of blows later, and the first victim is out cold. The smaller man is then struck falling over and lying still in the center of the dance floor. One of the victims appeared to have been trying to stay out of the melee, and he was brutally laid out. As the crowd backs away, the attacker carries on, knocking out a third man who then falls next to the first. And the man in a white shirt tries to calm him down, but he's punched and forced on the sofa, and then the guy keeps... Turns to a fifth man. He just keeps hitting people and just Casey knocking them out cold. One right after another. Dance floor. And you know these are the, the people. The the first guy's head. You can see it bounce right off the floor. Yeah, yeah. So we're looking right now at the video. There's four people laid out. Uh, just so this guy's going to jail. And but the can... story continues, Preston. And then a bull shark came into the bar. Oh my god! Yeah. No. As if there wasn't enough. It's going just on. crazy the world we live in. All right, then one last story, and we will end it. There is uh, a crap job available in San Francisco. That's a complete waste, but it pays up to $185,000 a year for those who are interested. The city where Tony Bennett left his heart has an enormous feces problem. There's a lot of poop there. That has gotten so bad. <laughs> a lot of people are taking poops on the street. Officials decided to create a poop patrol to clean up the streets. To now, clean up the poop and the turds that are on the street that I love so dearly. <laughs> a lot of poop. Up and <laughs> steaming poop. And it gets warm out there in the sun, mm-hmm. and that poop starts steaming. 
uh, patrol applicants were few and far between. Like, so nobody was signing up for this. Come on, people, clean uh, up the city until it announced. Just poop for the taking. Until it was announced, uh, the salary with benefits for the position would total almost one hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. There you up. go. Then, yeah, are you kidding me? They right? have a horrific defecation, public defecation problem poop. in San Francisco. Uh, the I f- took a poop. In San Francisco, sing along if you know. The five-member team now... Was, I couldn't control it. Walk up and down San Francisco. Started with the shirt, and then I left my heart. <laughs> there it is. In San Francisco. <laughs> I left my shirt. I took in a shirt, then left my heart in San Francisco. Uh, the five-member team now walk up and down San Francisco streets and sidewalks. What kind of uniforms do they wear? Uh, cleaning up human feces. I would dress them as... Um, Poop emojis? Uh, no, just because to make it something that's horrific, make it more pleasant. Make them like a, like in a barbershop quartet. Okay, nice. You know. Or maybe like Bo Peep or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Poop. they are now cleaning up human feces and uh, we're assuming... Uh, other feces yeah. as well. Like and vomit. Animal feces yeah. and vomit. And, and piss. Yeah. Can't forget piss. <laughs> piss, vomit, poop, it's all there on the streets of San Fran. Thank you. But they got trolley cars and rice Uh Thank you, Tony Bennett, for... <laughs> you know, poop. Animal cars and rice aroni and <laughs> Ah, uh, miss that city. Chinatown. Chinatown. Yeah, Poop-covered streets, piss everywhere, <laughs> vagrants wandering around. It's wonderful. It's like Night of the Living Dead with hills. The wharf is just covered in Absolutely. Poop. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Everything, dogs pooping, humans <laughs> pooping, and that brisk air. And really? in the background, the Golden Gate Bridge. I mean, it's one of those things that we all do as human beings. We, we poop all in share. the city. So we... Uh, yeah, it's bringing people together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, what's up? It's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas are officially open for the season. And WMMR's Day Up on the Slopes with Pierre Jackson is January 4th. Tickets are available now at WMMR.com while supplies last. JFBB, where the snow comes first. If you love paying for shipping, you're going to hate Steven Singer. Free shipping both ways, making return and exchanges easy. Visit him online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, gang, this holiday season, your special salmon is going to unwrap and unwind if you get him a gift card from Hannah Stone Massage and Facial Spa. And there's a special offer. You can save $10 on spa gift cards at regular pricing. Or you can buy a holiday spa package and you get a free massage or facial gift card with that. Go to HannahStone.com today for all the information. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. There is a screening of the movie Wildlife, and uh, it stars Carrie Mulligan and Jake Gyllenhaal. And our guest in the studio is an incredibly accomplished actor. You will not see him on screen. However, his presence is felt because this is his directorial debut for the film Wildlife. Please welcome back to our studio, after six years, Mr. Paul Dano. This morning. Good Good to see you, Paul. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Uh, Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Listen, so your directorial debut, Mm -hmm. and also you uh, wrote the screenplay or co-wrote the screenplay. Um, Going into this, uh, what kind of expectations did you set for yourself? That's a big, big, big project. Um, 
Yeah, it is. Uh, and honestly, directing is such a long journey and such a big experience. I think you're just sort of setting expectations one step at a time. Okay. So honestly, at first, you're just trying to write a good script and set yourself up with a foundation that you can feel good on. Then you're just like trying to get the actors to say yes. Then you're just like trying to get the money. And we're and talking like, years and years. And we're talking about what about like four years? I would say so. I read I read a book called Wildlife by Richard Ford, who's an incredible American writer. Right. Um, probably 2011 or 2012, and started turning this thing over in my head, thinking, okay, can this be a film? Can this be a film for me? So do you immediately option it because you you like, oh okay I because I know how these things play and you want to make sure you have it correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. But I did not immediately option really okay it. yeah because I sort of wanted to make sure that I had something to offer it. Also, because I sort of do admire Richard Ford, I yeah. really wanted to sort of know that there was a film. You know, just a good book doesn't necessarily make a film, so why make a film of it? Um, and when I thought of the ending for this film, um, which is different than the book, that's when I optioned the book, because I sort of knew the, the final shot sort of gave me the energy and the courage to, to sort of actually do it. It's very cool, because I think when you take... So you and Zoe Kazan um, uh, co-wrote the, uh, the the screenplay, and, and it was, a, uh, from what I understand, it was a back and forth process. And that actually, you know, you, you kind of took a like a, a very long run at it at first, and she sort of helped you, you know, whittle it whittle it down and get get to that point. But um, you sort of got the blessing from the author of the book to just make it your own property. And, and w- at that point, when that happened, did that you have a sigh of relief? Because I think the onus would, or you'd feel sort of an. A, You'd have to be as faithful to the source material as you, as you, as you, and, and you know, to out of respect. But when he sort of cuts you loose, was that a breath yeah, absolutely. of relief? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, not not only because I like his work, but he basically said that uh, my book is my book, and your picture is your picture. Oh, and that's you great. Need to establish your own values, and that sort of immediately gives you permission to sort of follow now what the film is. Um, and, and you have to. He had the great bit of wisdom that you can't just sort of translate a book and, uh, you know, make it into a film. And and my, my partner and I, Zoe, you, you, you know, this sort of story there is that... Uh, I wrote a first draft. I secretly thought it was pretty good. <laughs> and then I gave it to her, and she right. quickly dissuaded me. Wow. <laughs> as friends do. As good, good friends do. Yeah. yeah, this is not as good as you think it is. Did, yeah. Yeah. did Richard Ford, the author, did he did he ever visit the set during filming, or did he stay away from all that? No, he stayed away. I mean, okay. we, we, we kept in touch via email. He writes the most beautiful emails. Uh, and we, we've been in touch. We just did a talk at Lincoln Center uh, the, the last week in New York. Um, he loves the film, so that means a lot. So it is it's a it's a story of a family and a family going through changes. And, and, and it's a funny thing because, uh, you know, a simple story told this way, families can provide your greatest sense of support and love and also your greatest conflict in life and your greatest, you know, your, your greatest issues to deal with. And, and and that's what you were looking to explore with this, correct? That's exactly it. Um, Richard Ford sort of captured a duality where he was able to look at this hard situation with a lot of compassion, a lot of love. That's certainly how I, you know, sort of um, grew up. We lived in a one-bedroom apartment in New York. My wow. family was close, but probably too close. Um, <laughs> you, you know, and when my parents struggled, we felt it, you know, uh, and it's sort of... Um, I moved to a new town when I was 14 to enter high school at that point in your life, home is sort of the edge of the world. You know, you don't. I didn't yet have friends in that town. Yeah, know? and so so that is sort of what the uh, film is trying to express. It's really about a kid seeing um, uh, his parents change, their marriage change, and sort of just being like thrust suddenly into adulthood. Man, it's got to be wild. We moved when my sister was fifteen. Oh my god, it was the end of the world. Yeah, you know, what I mean that kind of drama. 
You know, you try to explain to people, uh, you know, these things, and it's like, wow, this sounds kind of silly. This really isn't as dramatic as it as it appears to be. But within your nucleus, within your family, it's incredibly dramatic. You know. Yeah, and that's something, you know, Richard Ford and I were talking last week, and, you know, the, the only way to write or make some, something is to, to make it about the most important thing in the world to you. Um, and for me, that's, you know, that's my family. This deal, so so you have you have uh, uh, Carrie uh, Mulligan and you have Jake Gyllenhaal, They're, they play the married couple, and uh, Ed Oxenbold, who I, I've seen before. We had him in the studio. <laughs> yeah, in the studio. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh, Very uh, talented, right? Is it the oh, no yeah. good... Day or whatever. Yes. Oh, he was in that, but he was also in an M Night Shyamalan film called The Visit. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like know if I had the brain for it. Yes. Little white kid who like raps or something. Yeah. He gets a yep. diaper jammed yeah. in his face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's he's super talented. Uh, yeah. so, so, but he's he's watching sort of the, the his the, the marriage dissolved. Um, his dad has an occupation that uh, that um, is is impacted by a by a series of fires. And so he goes to, to to fight these fires, and the dad's off doing that, and uh, the mom is kind of left to her own devices, and she there there's an affair of sorts, and mm-hmm. so things 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 go awry, and and he's 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 watching that, uh, and and uh, and it's the thing that I, I we were talking with um, uh, Peter Hedges about this, the director he was in on Friday talking about you know Ben is back, these movies have to be tonally pitch perfect because if it goes one way. It becomes too maudlin. If it comes another way, it becomes insincere. And is that, as for you as a first-time director, was that sort of very, um, very hard to keep on that tightrope? Well, sure. Yeah, I think exactly. I certainly didn't want the film to overslip into melodrama. Right. In fact, I wanted to be pretty honest about it um, and sort of show these people warts and all Mm -hmm. um, and sort of look at uh, the moment when we see that our parents are like real people. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, with past lives and with flaws. And It's a um, revelation. Yeah. 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 So um, I think that, that, I mean, that happens a number of ways. First of all, Casting the film really well helps, and I was very lucky to have Carrie Mulligan and Jake Gyllenhaal playing these parents. They're incredible actors. They were so trusting of me, and they, they're also the kind of actors who are sort of like all in, yeah. um, you, you know, on their work. So, like, the, the, the sense of collaboration making a film is one of the things I love most about directing because it's sort of like playing in a band or something. You know, acting I find a bit more lonely where directing you are working with every single person on the set just trying to get the best out of them you're being like a parent you know you're setting up the space for everybody to do their best work what do you think mm. this is going to do because now you're a director and i was reading an interview with you where you talked about how you now have you now you understand why people love actors <laughs> while mm. they have such an appreciation for it you yourself as an actor what will this do to you as an actor now having directed yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm actually really curious myself. Certainly, I've I've done one uh, acting thing um, since I m- made Wildlife, and uh, you know, I remember at the end of the day thinking, this poor sucker has to go scout right now, or right. has to go, you know, yeah. do something at the next location, <laughs> right, right, yeah. or and I'm going to go home, <laughs> and you know, I mean, you just knowing know yeah. what it takes, and also, frankly, because I've been doing it for a while, and I've I've been fortunate in my career. Having your eyes sort of refreshed and also seeing, like, the crew and knowing their experience on a more intimate level. Right. Um, it really takes a village, you know, and you're lucky to get to day one of photography alone. Um, and so really just sort of respecting and trusting the process, too. You mentioned your partnership with Zoe Kazan, and, and uh, she was here with you when you came in, in in July of 2012 for Ruby Sparks. Um, and you deferred to her, I guess, when it comes to the writing process. But what is that like when you have an idea and... 
you really love your idea, and then you give it to somebody else, and they say that's that's not bad. But I'm going to take is it it's just, is it trust? Is it uh, how do you get to a point where you're like, all right, her idea is better than mine? Well, it's debilitating first. <laughs> um, you're no, crippled. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? No. no. So in this case, it wasn't that somebody's idea is better. It was like, okay, this was my first time writing. Yeah. Zoe is a proper writer. She's written plays that have gone up in New York. She's written screenplays that have been produced. She saw what I was trying to do, but was like, I can... And, and also, frankly, we just couldn't get through a note session because um, yeah. we live together and, and you, you, you have to sort of protect the relationship from, <laughs> right. from you know a certain amount of conflict. So I think it, she was like, why don't I just do a pass because I think it's healthier for us than if we just fight through these notes. Okay. Yeah. And that turned out to be wonderful. Um, and it sort of opened up our process, which was we would talk about the script for two or three hours, then one of us would take it for a few weeks and sort of do a pass. So we each had our own process. And at that point, once you're into it, you're fighting on behalf of the characters and the film, so you're not fighting each other. You, you know, somebody has an idea, you believe in it, you talk about it, you get into it, and then time sort of reveals the right direction. Well, there, I was reading a review, and this is, I'd say this is a pretty good review. It says, impeccably acted, brilliantly written, confidently directed, and full of quiet desperation. It's rather... Magnificent. So it is getting great reviews, and and when these movies when these movies do work, when they're these these family dramas, I, I love them. They're they're compelling, and and they also can give you insight into your own into your own situation. Um, and you're talking about Carrie Mulligan, who's getting rave reviews for this, and just watching the the, the clips that we've seen, you know, it, it's it's a it's a performance like I don't. I mean, I, I'm a fan of hers. I've seen yeah. her, you know, in just about everything. Um, and and obviously she she approached this with a lot of gusto. Those moments though, where you as a director, uh, like you're not moving the camera a lot, you're just mm-hmm. kind of letting it happen. Um, you know, to me that would it'd be such a hand wringing thing. How do I do this? How do I convey the subtlety of this? Mm-hmm. You know. Were there a number of passes, or did you just instinctively say, this is the way it's got to be? No, it was from day one a film that let's not move the camera if we don't have to yeah. for the moment. Let's not put score on it unless we have to. Let's sort of like... Um, Let it breathe? Yeah, and also just like leave them to hang out to dry almost, you know, yeah. because you don't want to be reductive about something like this, something as complicated. My feeling is... I've always loved the illusion of simplicity, like something that looks simple but is really not, you know. And it was something I said to my crew even was like, it's like we're trying to make a film that's like sushi. Like it looks simple. Quiet moments. It's not. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's actually beautiful and, you yeah. know, it's hard to make. And, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I like that. And you can kill people if you don't make it properly. So, oh, yeah, like, there you go. Okay. I like the analogy. <laughs> um, all right. So the, the kind of getting away from the film but sort of staying in that, right. in that column. Right. I love Mumford & Sons. They're like one of my favorite bands. Carrie Mulligan is married to Marcus Mumford. Yeah. Did Marcus show up at all? Oh, sure. Did oh, he? Yeah. yeah, we hung. Yeah, you we, made his day. We, yeah, we, we would go uh, hit some golf balls, hang out. We were in Oklahoma. We were sort of in, not I don't want to say the middle of nowhere, but... Mm-hmm. You were in the middle of nowhere. We were in the middle of nowhere. Bum <laughs> F, as they call it. And, um, uh, but that's also one of the beauties about making a film on location is this feeling of like summer camp. So, you know, Carrie and I have known each other forever. Jake and I have known each other, known Marcus forever. You know, there's something nice about the only people you have to lean on are the people you're there working with, and, and it's super fun. Right. Is uh, Are they a part of the soundtrack at all? Uh, they are not. Okay. I do think they have a new record coming out soon. They do. Yeah, I'm going to go, go yep. hang out at MSG uh, in December. If you're just tuning in, uh, Paul Dano is here, writer and director of uh, Wildlife. Going back to uh, you know what Steve was saying about first time um, directing, 
You had to have at some point, though, in preparation for this. And I was looking at IMDb. You only have one directorial credit, Mm. and that's this one. You had to have played around a little bit. Did you do any projects on your own, just trying things out at first? Yes, sure. Yeah, I mean, in high school, I almost went to film school. I had already started acting. I sort of felt like I'm in that world enough. Let me just step away from this weird Hollywood world for for school for a second. I made a short film, probably in my mid-20s, 16-millimeter camera, just for a couple days, just to, yeah, sort of get my feet wet. But also, I've wanted to make films for so long, um... I do feel like as an actor, there is a process of osmosis that happens sort of on set. You know, I'm usually focused on my character, but I love film so much it's dictated a lot of my acting career, meaning I sort of want to work with directors who excite me. Yeah. Um, that's I, the best feeling. So. You have a good a good record with that. And I've heard it said many times that, that you know, when when, it, when a, uh, an accomplished actor directs, that the actors who work for that actor-director Love it because there is a, there's a language that you share that maybe a director wouldn't share with actors. And was that your experience with uh, with your, your cast in this case? I hope so. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. I mean, I'm there. You know, I want to give them their dream experience. You right. know, I've been there. I've been on many different sets. I know the vibe. One of the things I definitely took away from a lot of the films I've done is the sort of idea of like the temperature on set. I love as an actor when you walk from your trailer, you arrive at set and there's a feeling. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. a feeling it's 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 part of making the crew care about what we're doing. That every shot matters. That the guy pushing the dolly, you know, is in the scene, and you just want to create a vibe for people to like do their best work. And that's really fun to give these great actors that opportunity. So the last time we had you in, you were promoting the the film Ruby Sparks, and this was on the heels of There Will Be Blood, mm-hmm. and you worked with Daniel Day Lewis. I, I was watching Phantom Thread yesterday. It's been making its way on cable. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very very slow paced movie, but. I, I continue to watch it every time I come across it because he is so good. I mean, he's just, I don't know if there's anybody as good as he is because when I watch him, I believe everything that he does. <laughs> Do you, you know what I well, mean? Watch, watch Lincoln mm-hmm. and then watch Gangs Thanks of New York yes. back to back. <laughs> and then you're like... So yeah, yeah. how is this the same person? You from, know, from it's unbelievable. I, from what I read is that you you essentially got that part on There Will Be Blood because he recognized your work in a previous film. I mean, what kind? That's got to be the biggest one of the biggest compliments you've ever received. Yeah. So I got to work with Daniel when I was nineteen on a film called The Ballad of Jack and Rose, and um, that was sort of actually the turning point for me in in saying. I'm going to be an actor. Um, I'd gotten to play a couple parts in films before that, but kind of more close to who I am, like maybe just like a little bit more of like a dorky, you know, like wearing <laughs> yeah. glasses. And, and I was like, I don't only want yeah. to play. Um, uh, yeah, gosh. shoot. Uh, yeah. shoot. Yeah. Gosh, diggity dang. I don't only yeah. want to play yeah. that. And yeah. when I got cast in this film, yeah. um, somebody saw me as playing a character, and that was like the vote of confidence I needed. And being on set with Dana Day Lewis and Catherine Keener was so inspiring and that's when i was like okay i'm i'm all in on this job it's i think a real punch to everybody if daniel has walked away from acting all together because he i just he's just so good i know but that's choice and he got a great deal through amway they've offered him a uh, (laughs) a thing that's going to work out nice apparently he's very he's very he's absolutely Mm -hmm. you you can write that off i watched a movie recently that you're in uh love and mercy Mm -hmm. about brian wilson and it's uh an interesting movie i didn't quite know what to expect there are several different actors playing brian wilson in it can you talk a little bit about what that experience was like and and did you have a relationship or learn anything 
anything for Brian or talk to him about it? Yeah, I think that's the best time I've ever had acting. Um, Brian is a really special guy. Um, it's, it's the story of Brian Wilson, by the way. As and you play him as as the the as younger Brian Wilson yeah. around the time of the recording of Pet Sounds, and John Cusack plays him later on in life. Yeah. 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 Um, for somebody who struggles so much, Brian, uh, he's got an incredible amount of light inside of him. And frankly, studying that music for six plus months was one of the greatest gifts I've had from work. I just felt so in love uh, with what he's giving us through the spirit of this music. Um, and it, I miss it. It's a great movie. And I just I just saw uh, that your film after seeing a documentary called The Wrecking Crew. In yeah. which, in which they sing, they and I told Preston, I you know, and, and I think I think you've seen it since then. Oh right? yeah, and 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 they talk about recording with Brian Wilson, and they, these yeah. guys, these were the, the top, top, top studio musicians, and they said, and then there's Brian Wilson, yeah, and his and his genius level was off the charts, and I think you, the sequences where you're recording in the film, and you specifically caught what I imagined. You know, it would have been like outside of the documentary. It was an amazing performance. That's very nice. Yeah, and that's frankly, we were in the studio that he actually recorded Pet Sounds in back in '65. Wow! And at that point, you're just trying to summon the spirits and let them pass through you. You know, um, yeah. but that is so moving that these brilliant music, the Wrecking Crew, they were the best. They were the best session musicians in town. Yep. And Brian was their guy. They were yeah. like, that's the guy. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. So, uh, Wildlife, uh, I think you mentioned, is opening in Philly in, uh, on the 2nd. Yep. Um, what What are the challenges of marketing a film like this when it doesn't have explosions and, you know what I mean, when, uh, against the mass market of people going to see films? How do you make it stand out? How do you get people in the theater to go see it? That's a great question. Um, we ask you guys to, you know, to, <laughs> that's why you're here. Stump it for us. Uh, well, yeah. we go, you know, we you know. see trailers sell it for us a, a yeah. lot of times, and and you can get excited about a film when you, when you well, see a trailer, and you know, and and do you have anything to do with that? Well, sure, yeah. Look, okay. I mean, I believe personally, though, you know, listening to me talk on the radio is one thing, but I think the poster and the trailer reflect the film, and that's you know, do you want to see that or not? I think you hear if it's good, right? The reviews are good, but frankly, I think word of mouth is even more important. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've had a lot of fun going around to different places because, frankly, so many people are coming up to me telling me about their parents' divorce, which is like the greatest compliment. You know, I think you can yeah. sort of receive that somebody's willing to come up to a stranger and say, you know, thanks for this film. And, yeah. Um, so really, you're trying to make contact with somebody out there. You know, I hope they come. I think it's a film that should be seen in the theater. Um, I do think it's very cinematic, and I think it's an experience that is best had in the dark Big screen, loud people around you. Uh, With a collective. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was bold, um, and I, I, I don't want to like have a spoiler alert, but to have Thanos appear in the post credit scene <laughs> yeah. was uh, kind of remarkable, and, yeah. and nobody saw that coming. Yeah. No. Yeah. But we, we know at least your family lived. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but no, it's very, it's very cool. Congratulations for, yeah. for, for the, I'm sure nice. the, the amount of angst and hand wringing that had to be involved in your first directorial effort to have this kind of reaction is, is the, is the, the brass ring of the whole thing. It is one of the hardest things I've ever done and also some of the most fun I've ever had. So cool. Very man. cool. Hey, great to see you again. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks for coming by. Thanks, guys. Paul Dano, everyone. Yeah! 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. The Captain, the Pilot, the Driver. Celebrating our area's best talent. to you on air, online, and in the community. Click local shots at WMMR.com to see and hear more.
captain, the pilot, the driver. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Once you've starred in a movie that's nominated for an Oscar, it's safe to say that you're famous, right? Yeah. Well, Saoirse Ronan, who is 24 years old, still doesn't feel famous, though. Uh, she graces the cover of Vogue for its off issue. And inside, the Ladybird star discusses the perils and pleasures of working in the movie industry since the age of nine. She said, I still get completely shocked that anyone knows who I am. Uh, she had said, uh, told Vogue this after a fan asked to take a photo with her in her native island. When asked if she'd rather, uh, if she'd rather blend into the uh, crowd, she said, yeah, I would. But I'm not famous, she says. I just generally, genuinely don't think that I am. She said, Selena Gomez is famous. Of course, and we all know that. That's what she says. That's what make, did you see the video I sent to you? Yeah. She's indeed so cute. Yeah. It's one of those things they do where they have her ask. It's obviously scripted, but they're rapid-fire questioning her. Yeah, I think it's called uh, 73, yeah, questions 73 Questions. 73 Questions. And Ronan. She's going around her, I guess, her British apartment. Yeah, she's uh, she's adorable. Yeah. I love her and the, and the accent. Wonderful. Just thinking. This is a garden party, asking inappropriate questions to Meghan Markle. I love how they uh, how they drop the G. Yeah. On uh, on ing right. words. Uh, Ronan continued saying she avoided reading about her. So she said, "Spartan." <laughs> <laughs> what was that sound? Spartan. Spartan heard. <laughs> you just know they'd be adorable. Uh-huh. Just outside, standing in the glen, farting. <laughs> In the Glen. In the Glen. The morning dew collected on the leaves and grass. Yeah. And just decided it'd be a good time for farting. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound better, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Oh, it needs to be a song. Where were you, Angie Sarsha? I was outside farting gear. <laughs> Farting hard. There needs to be a song called Farting in the Glen. <laughs> Farting in the Glen. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the Traveling Brothers. Uh, Ronan continued saying that she, <laughs> uh, she avoided reading about herself. She said, if you're not aware of how often you're in a newspaper, then it's like it's not really happening. Uh, yeah. I just get so anxious whenever I watch anything that I'm in. I'm fine with the way I look now, but I wouldn't necessarily be looking at photographs of myself all day. I don't want to become uh, too consumed by the image of myself. She, uh, Well, she's in one of now, one of my absolute favorite movies of all time, Brooklyn. Uh, Ronan has been nominated for 93 awards for her work. She has won 46 awards, most recently a Golden Globe. And she will next appear with Margot Robbie in Mary Queen of Scots, and she plays the titular Mary, while Robbie is going to play her half sister Elizabeth the First. So should be pretty interesting. The medieval garb is great because you can spend all day farting. <laughs> no one will smell it. She's great. Uh, Captain America star Chris Evans shared a sweet video of the first time he met his rescue dog Dodger. I watched it yesterday. Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> is he a big Dodgers fan? I guess maybe he went with that because of that. Uh-huh. Artful Dodger. He's a fan of Oliver Twist. Uh, he had said, this- "Consider yourself <laughs> at home." <laughs> Consider yourself part of the family. family. I'm taken to you. So strong. It's clear. We're going to get along. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) 
Wow, that was the one I knew. I knew one. <laughs> what do you want to do first? I don't know, Kath. What do you... <laughs> Kathy and I look at each other. We have what no... show tune are you guys going <laughs> to do? No idea. Who do it from uh, Oliver? What you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Who will buy these wonderful roses? <laughs> I'm so high, I swear I could fly. I don't know that one. 525,600 minutes. I'm a little more current. Yeah, you show. are. I don't, I don't know the old stuff. I'm sorry. Oliver Twist. What was the one you guys were just singing? Gun City. Yes, what is it? What's it's it from? from Oliver. Oh, it's from Oliver. It's when Arful Dodger meets uh, yeah. Oliver oh, and he see, invites him into Fagin's uh, lair. Of thieves. <laughs> Come into my lair. If someone ever moves their hand circularly and says, Come into my lair, don't go in. It's like Casey Jitsu. He goes, Come into my lair. Well, Did you ever train. do Oliver? Casey? I was Mr. Bumble. I'm the, oh, shut up. No, I uh, can't believe I... No, I'm being serious. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, That's I ran the orphanage. Do. <laughs> okay. She wasn't leading you into no. a sexual double no. entendre. No, I wasn't. I was asking a question. Do the, the, the uh, pick a pocket or... Uh, oh, that's that's vegan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but do it. You've got to pick a pocket or two, boy. You've got to pick a pocket or two. <laughs> anyway, he posted a picture of him uh, getting his dog. How did we get that out of uh, his dog? He's a Dodgers fan. Oh, I, Dodgers. You said he's a fan of the, of the team. Dog. I said, no, he's a fan of the Artful Dodger from Oliver. And then uh, right. Casey and I launched into song. So he shared the video as part of uh, to commemorate National <gasps> Pet Day. Look at this video, this adorable right. dog going home with going home with Captain America. For, I would cover myself in fur and sit there if I thought I was going to get adopted by Captain America. Yeah, Casey, that's right. I was. I had no idea what that meant yesterday. Casey had tweeted, "I want you inside me, Captain America." <laughs> After watching that video, oh my god, so cute! You, yes. you want to have? I want to have babies with Captain America. You want him to be inside of you? Not a lot of gray area in that one. No, not a lot. Don't. It was hey his uh, butt. He was hey, talking, about. guys. Don't jump to conclusions. It was his ass. If you ever wanted to get a hold of Casey, just bring a puppy and. Oh, no, but Casey, I would have, I would have handled him from the front. It's, 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 it's beautiful, and it's, uh, you'd love to see it. Pedro Almodovar has set the stars for his upcoming film Dolor y Gloria, which yes. is pain and Baby's day out. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's pain and glory. Okay. Uh, his production house, El Desio, announced that uh, Almodovar will reunite with. Antonio Banderas. Yes. And Penelope Cruz. I have worked with him in many pictures. Many of them in my native language of French. No, not French. Mm. No? Spanish. Spanish. Uh, Penelope Cruz as well. Absolutely. Uh, and it will... Do you love me, Antonio? I do. I love you boobies. <laughs> it will uh, chronicle... <laughs> What do you love? I love you boobies. <laughs> uh, they will, protrude like two fleshy missiles. Uh, well, Chronicle is so romantic. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and, you, and you snatch is nothing to sneeze oh, at. Dude, wow. dude. Dude. <laughs> dude. Totally went there. <laughs> it sounds what's, less what's a snatch? offensive. Snatch. Will you say it snatch? See, you snatch. <laughs> it's very... <laughs> Trimmed like a Sharpay. What is a snatch? It's the little um, cardboard between your thighs. Your snatch. 
Uh, Technically, that's not a real word, so. You know, yeah. It's not FCC violation. It's okay. No. Snash. Yeah. S-N-A-S-H. <laughs> Snash. Yep. It's very similar to your, <laughs> to your gatch. All right, then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he says Spanish 101. <laughs> oh. oh, dear God. Um, so this chronicles the movie. Pain and Glory, or uh, Dolor y Gloria. Baby, uh, stay out. This, uh, the premise is delightful. This uh, little infant manages to elude his uh, babysitter. But for me, the uh, center of the film involves a gorilla in the zoo. No, it will uh, chronicle a series of reunions in the past and present as a director, <laughs> as a director considers his creative decline. Oh, this is going to be a total, torturous, boring mess. Uh, so, Asier Etezandia and Julieta Serrano yes. will also star, and production will begin in uh, July. Okay, Steve had to bring me in on this bombshell, <laughs> but The Bachelor had the stunning finale, and I have the uh, I have the details of the final journey. May I please explain, though? Yes. I don't watch The Bachelor. No. I stay away from The Bachelor. I hate it. I could care less about The Bachelor. However... I happened by something that was going on on ABC, and I was seduced by what I was watching, and I kept asking me, what the hell is this, what the hell is this, and now you can pick up the story. So a major spoiler alert here uh, for those who are waiting to see what happened, but uh, Ari Leyendijk is now in the Bachelor history books after this epic three-hour finale. Who did he choose? That's the question. Three hours? It was three hours? Becca Cuffrin or Lauren Burnham. And what happened after that? Well, the remaining two ladies got to meet Ari's family, seeking their approval. Lauren Burnham hit it off with the Lion Dykes, while Becca Cuffrin uh, seemed more shaken by the high stakes as decision day drew near. Yet Ari's family eventually gravitated toward Becca as the women, uh, the woman saw a future uh, for their son. Uh, the women said they, they did, and uh, Lion Dykes seemed to agree. As both ladies prepared for their latest dates of this, uh, the last dates of their season, uh, he seemed like he had made up his mind. Now Lauren went from long shot to even money over. Overnight, after she finally opened up to him and talked about a future together. And just the future together with you and me. That they envisioned in uh, much the same way. More music. I'm sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to turn that And down. this Thank guy, you. by the way, I think, as far as bachelors go, is one of the more wholly unattractive bachelors that they've had. I mean, he's a good-looking dude, but in my world, he's a, he's a god. But compared to the other bachelors... Who was the... Uh, he's what, pedestrian. Bob Guinea was probably the another one who most was, pedestrian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, but but anyway, it goes back and forth. Ari was clearly infatuated, infatuated, infatuated with the 25-year-old all season long, but wondered if she would truly become uh, vulnerable and let him in. It wasn't until this date that she did, and it made him question everything. Finally, he could picture himself spending a lifetime with her, but... Then it was time for Becca's final date. Oh, no. And she's the same pretty funny, smart, authentic girl next door she's always been. She got the nod, and he ended up proposing to Becca, got the rose, got the ring, the whole deal. Now, wow. prior to his, but that, Casey? What? Oh, it that doesn't stop all, there. Oh, no. This, oh, is, this is what set the Twitter verse off into explosive territory. All right. Okay. So prior to his proposal to the 27-year-old Becca, Ari had to break up with Lauren, who was expecting a proposal <laughs> to herself. Suffice it to say, she didn't receive it well. Apparently, neither did he. Because he remained obsessed with Lauren around the clock, the girl he broke up with. This was after his engagement to Becca. So as the weeks went by, after he popped the question, 
Ari's thoughts turn to Lauren. Because they, they film these way in advance. Yes, they do. Okay, so, gang, he changed his mind. Uh, no. First wow. time in Bachelor history, to my knowledge, I would not know, because I don't watch The Bachelor. So he made a mistake, he confessed, and as painful as it is to admit, he decided to follow his heart and in the and end the engagement. So it was time to tell her in front of the cameras, and they were there to film all of it. So they, the producers filmed the ensuing breakup and aired it unedited, and that is oh, the part that Steve's freaking out about. Exactly. They let it. They just let it Let's, sit. They didn't cut anything. Nothing. So Kathy, so long silences. Twenty, twenty-five minutes. Yeah. So he's right. To exactly what Preston's saying. I'm watching this, and she goes into the bathroom, and the, the, there's camera guys all around. But you, <laughs> and, and he's out on the outside, like. <laughs> And I'm, I'm like, what am I watching? But then, then there are points where it got so painful. Anyone who's ever broken up with someone or been dumped by someone, I'm like, wait a second. This, I, I always just assume that they're they're manipulating everything, and then that's part of the. So deal. it was real. But this seemed this seemed bizarrely accurate. Well, let me ask you a question. Did he? Uh, Go back to Lauren first to just you know hedge his bets. I don't know, but right? I can, <laughs> because I, you break you break up and then you go to Lauren and she goes, "Hey, get out of here!" Yeah, I'm out. She's I'm got out. her luggage. I mean, they're at this beautiful house, you know. And Lauren goes away crying, and he's there with her, and she's she's beside herself. She's walking around, and then he goes to do the thing where he goes. He, he touches her. She goes, don't touch me. Yeah. Just yeah. leave. Yeah. But it's not like over uh, hyperbolic. It's right within the realm of, uh, you know, breakups that I've been a part of. And they're they're just wildly uncomfortable. And this douche, right. this Ari won't leave after she said leave like 15 times. Wait, is he reading something to her? No, he's just, he is a lifeless, soulless man. They split screened it. All right, so I have a couple of clips. So this is uh, uh, Ari telling Lauren that she's not the one initially. Initially. And then he's going to propose to Pekka, and he's got to go bring So here's here's him telling initially. Last night, I was awake all night thinking about (laughs) this moment, and I, uh, I wanted it so bad for us. But there was something that was holding me back, and I just, I can't go through with it. And it's not anything that I can explain other than that I gave it everything I had to see if it could work. I'm extremely confused. I know. I just want to be with you. And I knew you would be. Well, I wish you the best. Okay. How are they mics, by the way? Yeah. I just want to be with you. And I stayed up all night. I was thinking about things. And I just, I just, I just realized a norky too hard to make it work with you. All right, so he he broke it off with her, and then he proposes to Becca. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> the music comes in. Now, by the way, here's the thing that kills me with this: identical Kathy. When when um, <laughs> when you were dating Dennis, was Dennis actively and sexually involved with another woman? He was taking on identical oh, dates at the same oh time. My God, no. Oh, <laughs> that, you mean like you? You mean you actually got married the way normal people do in the real world? In this show, there's there there are side by side shots of him 
holding, like, making out with both the same way, same date, yeah. same visit to the parents, same vacation. It's ludicrous. And then you had swelling music when he yeah. asked, right? Yeah. Will you marry me? thought about you and I thought about you and our kids together. I thought about us when we were old. And I choose you today, but I choose you every day from here on out. I love you so much. Yeah, right? Becca, will you marry me? Of course. (laughs) Alright, so so that's him asking her to marry. And then he waits a couple weeks and then he hits her with this. Being with you... (laughs) Although it's been everything that I wanted, I still uh-huh. think about her. Do you want to be back with her? I want to see if there's that possibility. Are you kidding me? Are you effing kidding me? She said. Okay, look, I don't even know what to say right now. I don't what to say. What was that? I don't know what to say right now. Okay. <laughs> I speak crying, girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Kathy, that's perfect. Yeah. Kathy's our crying girl interpreter. I love it. Okay, look, I don't even know what to say right now. <laughs> I, can't make, I can't make anything out of She's that. right. I don't know what to but say now, right? It sounds a little like uh, when you do uh, um, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I don't know what to say right now. Uh, hey, uh, Okay, look, I don't know what to say right now. I, I don't know. My, uh, uh. my balls literally hurt. <laughs> it's she's trying to talk and not cry at the same time. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, hold on. I was so conflicted in Peru, and right, you were conflicted, but you should have then thought about if you were even ready to get engaged. I know. And you weren't. Well, honey, it was a TV show. Yeah. I had to make up my mind. All right, and then she gets even more angry later as yeah. it goes oh, is on. That yeah. right? Well, she doesn't oh, yeah. get into like a tie yeah, railing. Yeah, but yeah. but obviously, you know, you can't console someone the yeah. moment you broke up with him and give the whole give him space. I, I never wanted this for you, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. That doesn't work. But he pressed it in classic fashion. I'm sure. I've done it. You you break up and and you keep looping around like sure. you're gonna make it better by going. Kim, can we talk? Yeah, I just want to let you know. All right, here we go. Okay, I'm done. I don't. I don't. Well, I'm gonna. No, you can stay. I'm gonna leave. Okay. But he does not hug you goodbye. I'm not. I'm just. I'm. How about just one more time before we go? This is just like a really thing on your part. Like everything. Listen, I gotta tell you something. You've got two hands. I've got one penis. It works out. <laughs> what? Do you want a few minutes to yourself, or do you want me just to go? I want you to go. Is that him knocking? On- That's him knocking on the door. I want you to go. You want me to go? I want you to go, and then. Honey, this is the way to come back and talk. <laughs> Are you in there? Oh, hold on, guys. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't touch anything. It, it's bizarrely, it's. Hang on, this audio is. Uh... Even the machine is sick of it. Yeah, totally. Do you want a few minutes for yourself, or do you want me just to go? I want you to go. Hey, are you okay? Leave. What are you doing? I'm busy. <laughs> <Just go. laughs> I'm taking a crap. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know you're taking a crap. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! I'm so sorry, but I have to talk to you. I've totally lost control of what's going on. <laughs> she's, right. she's the one woman in the she's world. She's in there taking it. <laughs> she, she automatically gets a diarrhea. That's 
she gets upset. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't know it sounds like you really have to go. <laughs> well, you gotta go, you gotta go. Oh, God. You can't eat when you're nervous or, or torn up like that, but you can still go to the bathroom. Hang on, do that one more time. Let me hand her. Here we go. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I do that too. <laughs> There's never a question whether you do it or not. I'm doing it now. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know what? On second thought, I think I made the right choice. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Unless he's into that. You crap like a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's into that, and all of a sudden yeah. he changes his mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's again. cool. Yeah. Any chick who crabs like that, <laughs> he's got a zest for life. All right. But, I mean, it goes right. on. In this, in this, oh. Chris, by the way, Chris Hansen is, is that his name? Yeah. Masterful. Yeah. He just sat back, let the clip run. They cut to him. He didn't oversell it. <laughs> they bring her they out. cut to him. He's like, what oh. the F? What happened? Oh. Did you just see that? <laughs> I know he's a <laughs> Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. I can smell it from out here. <laughs> what? <laughs> if, if any of us were the host, they would cut to us and we'd be like, Oh my God. Dude. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. So obviously, as Preston rightly pointed out, the majority of this stuff happened months ago. Yeah. All this stuff is happening now. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to judge anybody for watching this, you know. But <laughs> I know so many people who I respect who watch this show. Watch all the versions of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelors in Paradise, Bachelor in Space, whatever mm-hmm. the hell it is. But last night, I, I had to say this to me seemed a little authentic. Yeah. The only, well, the it was reason, uncut. The only yeah. reason to watch stuff like that is, is to check out all the awesome places they go and the things that they get to do. That's pretty much it. Now, and the but, super hot bachelorettes. But some people dig the actual, the quote-unquote drama that takes place. So. Oh, and I described it earlier, Preston, we were talking. And their, their dates are, it's on the top of Mount Everest, and there's a table with a, with a flower on it. And yes, we've reserved the entire peak right of Mount Everest way. for you. Right. <laughs> so here you go. Oh, we, we, uh, here's the rainforest, and it's right along the, you know, and it's yeah. uh, whatever whatever date you can't achieve, they'll get yeah. you there to achieve it. Okay, I do have some other things, so we got to move along here. Uh, yeah, come in. <laughs> yeah! That's a Nell Christmas message. That, that should be a Christmas special. <laughs> Christmas with Nell. This is the, the touching music. <laughs> rings reads a night before Christmas. Spend your Christmas with a drooling moron. Her backwoods charm will seduce you. Can you do the on dancer, on prancer, on? On cracker, turpus, bats and blitzins, babbins and boobins and gabbins and fibsins. But then, when I woo such a patter, I banged a bevip. What the matter? 
What's she saying, Mommy? I don't know. Then what to my pudgy tie be? A tea tiny tea. A bee sidey baby. Christmas with Nell. Oh. <laughs> I think you I think you've stumbled into something, Steve. <laughs> the next year's special. Jingle <laughs> Nells. Ah, it's a batch of bing bang dangies. <laughs> Okay, uh, I do have music. Music, yes, yeah. Do we have Yoko's Christmas message, Casey? I know oh, she yeah, always yeah, releases yeah. one. Yeah, every each year. year she puts something out that's kind of something to the, the fans. Yeah, uh, to the fans of both her and John. Yeah, and uh, I think Steve, it's coming out on double sided vinyl this year. Double sided Scotch tape. Well, it's it's a lengthy <laughs> uh, one, but yeah. you may remember this. Yeah, here we go. Here's another uh, release as well. It goes like this, yeah. (laughs) Joining Nell on her Christmas special, Yoko Ono. And Dabba the Tanner. What would the bear? What's the matter? <laughs> you won't want to miss it. <laughs> oh, it's from KTEL. <laughs> Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. The B-File brought to you by New Jersey Transit Police Department. The New Jersey Transit Police Department reminds you that we all need to work together to keep our transit system safe. Report suspicious activity to 1-888-TIPS-NJT or text your report to NJTPD. A grandmother shot a man who was pleasuring himself on a bicycle after he tried to break into her home. (laughs) Pleasure himself on a bicycle? I can't see how that's... That'd be a little painful, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the woman was putting out the trash at her Houston home around 5 p.m. on Tuesday when the man began following her on his bicycle while touching himself. She went inside the house, but the man climbed off the bike, and then he tried to get in the front door. So she warned him to leave and told him that she had a gun. When the man refused to leave, she fired one shot through the door, striking the man in the chest. He managed to get back on his oh, bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, he managed to get back on his bicycle, but only pedaled a few meters before collapsing. Uh, ah. me- medics rushed him to the hospital in critical condition, but he is expected to survive. And she called sassy. The woman's 14-year-old granddaughter was inside the home at the time of the shooting, but did not witness the incident. The woman was questioned by homicide detectives, but has not been charged. Investigations are underway to see if any of the parties will face charges. Police said the man was out on bond after he was caught wandering around the same area while naked a week before. That's good. They let him out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. A woman in Canton had quite the scare on Monday morning when a bear broke into her home. The woman said the 400-pound bear 
broke through a screen door, pushed in her front door, and entered wow. her home while she was lying in bed around 7 a.m. Oh, yeah. Oh, She's going to be my regular Saturday night, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, she said uh, she played dead on her bed as the bear moved her dresser in her bedroom. Do you think you could have the wherewithal to d- no. do that? No, I would freak the F out. The bear has come into your bedroom and mm-hmm. is moving mm-hmm. stuff around, and she laid there still. Once the bear left her bedroom... You know and- what the bear did, though? was pretty smart. Uh-uh. E-A-G. And she jumped in. Uh- <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> Once the bear left her bedroom and went into her kitchen, the woman called police. She said, I was awake, but I heard something, and I looked up, and he was there. She was telling 911. When officers bear in the kitchen. Uh, when officers arrived, the bear was still in the kitchen, but it left the house shortly I'm after. The extension. Uh, officers shot one round at the bear who kept walking away into the woods. That's just insane. You know, a lot of times up, uh, up in the, the northern areas when they, uh, the polar bear will start their migration, they will break into houses, and you'll yeah. hear stories like this. Yeah, uh, police then uh, tracked the untagged bear into the woods but could not find it. Officials said they planned to set a trap near the woman's house. Now, this is in this area in Canton. I don't know if this is Canton, Ohio. It just seems another weird, state. Right? It seems weird because this is the fourth bear to enter a home in the last week. Wow. In this town of Canton. Uh, so yeah, if we could... We'll, we'll... Try to find out which canton we're talking about. Yeah, people in Canada are used to seeing black bears on their property. It's in Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, but the bears' bold behavior of breaking into homes is concerning to them. So uh, three in a week alone, or four in a week alone. That's crazy. A federal judge has ordered the continued detention of an Oregon man who was recorded last month taunting a bison in Yellowstone National Park. I saw footage of this. A lunatic. The guy's standing in front of the the buffalo going, come on, come on. You know, like he's taunting somebody to fight him. Uh, Judge Mark Carmen ruled that Raymond Renke uh, would be locked up until August 23rd at bench trial at the Yellowstone Justice Center in Wyoming. Renke has entered a not uh, guilty plea. In denying him bond, Carmen ruled that there were no conditions of release that reasonably assure the safety of any other person in the community or guarantee that the Oregon man would show for future court hearings. He ends up in a Yellowstone court. There's going to be animals on that jury. Yeah. Carmen noted that the defendant faced incarceration if convicted. Additionally, listen to this. Carmen said that Renke has a prior criminal record, a history of alcohol or substance abuse, and a lack of stable residence or employment. During a trip last month to several national parks, Ranky was first busted on July 28th for being drunk and disorderly inside Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. He was then cited on July 31st for failure to wear a seatbelt while in the passenger seat of a vehicle. A court filing states the park rangers noted that he appeared to be intoxicated and was argumentative. And on the evening of July 31st, Yellowstone National Park visitors reported that Ranky was harassing and hurting bison. He was subsequently cited for harassing wildlife and possessing an open container of alcohol. When video of him taunting a bison was posted online, federal prosecutors petitioned to revoke Ranky's bond on the drunken disorderly charge. So this guy goes around to national parks, gets hammered, and, uh, and causes all these problems. So what an idiot. Various sex toys, including a vibrator, were mistaken for a bomb, causing a partial closure at Berlin's Shenfield Airport. A bomb? Uh, no, a bomb. 
Uh, employees at the airport were conducting routine x-rays of luggage when they spotted suspicious content in a luggage piece, according to the federal police in Berlin. Uh, because it was unclear from the uh, initial scam what the bag contained, an alert was issued shortly before 11 a.m., resulting in the closure of the airport's D-terminal. Lou, well, look at this bomb. It's shaped like a large black penis. While police <laughs> investigated the suspicious items, the owner of the bag was called over the airport speaker system and eventually talked to police about his luggage. However... <laughs> He was reluctant to properly explain the contents of the bag, possibly because of embarrassment, saying instead that his luggage contained, quote, technical stuff. Technical stuff. Yes. After an hour-long... There's a technical store over near the airport, Preston. After an uh, <laughs> an hour-long investigation involving a bomb squad, authorities eventually determined that the items were sex toys. Uh, the airport's D-terminal was, was reopened at noon. Uh, the incident came on the same day that Frankfurt Airport, Germany's busiest airport, was evacuated after a family that tested positive for explosives was mistakenly allowed to leave the security area. Both incidents... Uh, came during one of the busiest months for travel in Europe as many people are on vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll do one more quick story and wrap it up. Uh, meet Florida man James Dylan Jordan. That is his name. He's uh, uh, By the way, a married couple was enjoying a Sunday evening out at a Japanese steakhouse when a tipsy Jordan began to undress and dance erotically in front of the female half of the duo. Uh. Florida man. <laughs> Florida man. Uh, distressed by Jordan's impromptu striptease, Jamie Carpenter, who was accompanied by her husband Christopher, advised Jordan to leave the Kobe Japanese Steakhouse in Clearwater. In response, Jordan became belligerent and began calling her fat and threatened to fight her spouse. What a fun dinner. Uh, Jordan was subsequently arrested for disorderly conduct in an establishment. He was freed from the local jail after uh, posting a $150 bond. His rap sheet includes multiple convictions of possession, sale, and trafficking of narcotics, cocaine, and oxycodone. Has he ever uh, tried to fist fight a bison? Not that I know of, and uh, but they didn't uh, describe his erotic dance, fortunately. <laughs> uh, and that is what I have for you uh, this morning in the Bizarre Felt. Now, more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. New handcrafted espresso drinks from Dunkin' are amazing. Sipping is believing. Get any medium latte or cappuccino for $2 from 2 to 6 p.m. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. What's going on, Steve? Well, Nabisco announcing that the circus animals depicted on the Animal Crackers box will no longer be in cages. Nabisco says it wants the box to be more accurately depicting of today's circus culture and will also include pictures of ex-con clowns addicted to meth. Hey! Mark David Chapman, the man who shot and killed John Lennon, is scheduled to have his 10th parole board hearing in New York this week. Chapman knows it's going to be an uphill battle for him, but says his secret weapon will be, quote, freshly baked apple cobbler. Oh, oh my God. He's going to try to work him a little bit. And finally, Women's Day Australia suggesting that Paris Hilton's wedding might very well have been canceled. The magazine says that because Australia is on the other side of the world, people have yet to completely not give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trip. You know, our next guest from shows like The League and The Mindy Project and movies like Suicide Squad and so on and so forth. But now his directorial debut is coming out on the 12th. And he's here in our studio to talk about that and other things. Ladies and gentlemen, Ike Barinholtz. Yeah. Yeah. My old friends. How are you guys? It's been a minute. Do, yeah. I talked to you last time on the phone. But yes. I was here a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah. We're glad to have you back in, especially for this project, which is The Oath. Yes, sir. 
and I saw it. You saw it. And I, I have to say, I, so I go in with, and I love this. I love when this happens. I go in with one set of ideas about what I'm going to see. Yep. I don't see that movie. No. I'm thinking, oh, here's the heir apparent to Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's the girl from Girls Trip and the guy from Blockers. <laughs> it's right. going to be hilarious throughout. <laughs> no. But what it turns out to be is something that reminded me of... High concept seventies movies yes. where you get uncomfortable, yes, and you start thinking, yep. And so what it is, it's it is um, it is Thanksgiving and Black Friday mm-hmm. set against. Uh, there's some political. Um, where uh, listen, it's just like now. There's there's polarized camps and people at each other's throats, yep. and all this is going on. And twenty uh, four hour news cycles out the yin yang. And the family's getting together for Thanksgiving. Yeah. There is a, there is an oath that just suggested that you you know sign. Um, and it's uh, I don't want to give too much away, yeah. but it, it, the main conceit is family with very differing political opinions getting together for the holidays and screaming at each other and screaming at each other. <laughs> yes. And so as I'm watching it, I, I'm like. Wow, I I check the news a lot too. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. I, and I'm like, and I'm a I'm a political person. Yeah. I think we, we we probably agree on a lot and differ on some things politically. Sure. And as and as I'm watching it, uh, I, you know, and I'm I'm thinking I'm watching some of the characters and go, wow, it's going to be this kind of thing. And then you start bringing it in on your character as well, and yeah. everyone's getting it. Yeah. And then you start you start getting uncomfortable. Oh yeah. And you're thinking, okay, I'm laughing at this, and I have to say. You sort of bared it all yes. in your approach, and I wonder how difficult was it for you to do that. You know, I because you wrote it and directed. I it. wrote and directed it, and I think the worst version is because personally, in my life, I'm pretty liberal. You know, yeah, yeah. some things I'm I'm a little more conservative. I on. bet you, you and I agree on a tremendous amount, we, and, and and that is the point. That's the point. Yeah, and I, though I come from the other side, and that is the point of it. And, yeah, and that's what I think is a message that needs to get out. If I made this movie because I'm liberal in real yeah. life, right? If I made this movie, my character, who is the most liberal, was like this great guy who's totally right, and he's got a six-pack. That movie sucks, right? <laughs> right. So I really wanted to kind of shine a light on how absurd it is right now and how people are so dug in on their opinions and how we, we kind of let that get in the way of, like, our family relationships, which is probably bad. Like, you got to talk to your family. But you do it through great mechanisms in the movie. And it, and Thanks, it and so it brought back, like, um, it, had a, it sort of made me feel like the... I remember a movie called Joe... Yeah, with uh, Peter Boyle, Peter Boyle yeah, and a mash, and, and a little bit of the Purge. Yeah, I think I like to think of it as a prequel to the prequel to the Purge. Right before they said, "Let's give them a day where they can murder each other." <laughs> Let's try this loyalty oath thing sure. and see how that works with the sure. weather balloon. And uh, also, uh, they're, they're, because it's in a house, yeah, the the the, the end of Straw Dogs. Yes, where, where, Straw Dogs, where yeah. a man wow. is a man is is sort of, I've got to. Defend my family. Defend my family. Yeah, and it gives you that kind of claustrophobic feeling of like, oh my god, this house is killing me. I'm dying in here. Get me out of this house. But yeah, it's. Uh, I love all those movies. Joe, I haven't thought of Joe. Wow, that's amazing. But you know, it, and and so that's. Um, it's rare that movies do that. And yep. and I and so to have it happen this way because I'm, I'm I'm we're all massive fans of yours. And to have this come out this way has got to be fulfilling. It's 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's not bad. Which is yeah. not too shabby. I've never gotten an A in my life. <laughs> no? I was like a C-minus student, man. This yeah. is huge for my family. <laughs> but you also have, and it was an eye-opener, uh, Tiffany Haddish. Yes. Please, your wife. She's a young ingenue. I've plucked her from obscurity. <laughs> She's my gift to you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, like, I was like, okay, Tiffany Haddish, Tiffany Haddish. And I, I, I was enjoying her, but, but now I get... 
the Tiffany Haddish thing because this is this is contrary to what you see her. Yeah, you normally see her on like Ellen, like yeah. dancing and stuff, you right. know. And now you see her in this movie where she's kind of like internally struggling, and she like is so. This is based off my wife, where I was talking about the news so much that yeah. my wife needed like ocular implants because she was rolling them. So Same much. thing with my wife. Same thing over, with my she's wife. Over it, yes. And, and it was like six thirty a.m. one morning, and she was breastfeeding her daughter, and who's twelve, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's not great. It's not a great. That situation. Is, that's a long run. It's not great, but yeah. she's healthy. Yeah. So it was okay. like six thirty a.m. and she's breastfeeding, and I'm reading like an article about something's going on in the news and I turned to my wife and I was like, America's lost. <laughs> she's like, dude, it's 6.30 a.m. I have a kid in my boob. What are you doing? Too much, too heavy. Right. So Tiffany's kind of playing that. I think to see Tiffany Haddish and that that energy where she's kind of like internalizing everything is kind of fun. And then you get her when she explodes and you get that fun Tiffany Haddish we know I love. She has a great line to hear. You're going off. Finally, it, it, it explodes during the meal. And I don't want to give what she says. You're you're acting like the white Nelson Mandela, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it, but it's it, it's true. Like you, you know, you 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 end up doing this. I think. Well, I would say to to people who are fearing um, their these this meal this year, yes, you may want to go see this because it, it it does sort of re put into perspective what is important. It's basically a reaffirmation of your family yes. and not missing moments and, yes. and and not not burning your life off. Wound up about this crap. No, all this stuff, man. You these giant external forces. We don't have that much control over. We can vote, yeah, right. right. We can vote. Everyone's got to vote, right. But you can't let that get in the way of things that you love. Not just your family, but also like sports and like working out and like eating a good meal and watching a TV show or <laughs> hanging movie. with friends, hanging with your friends. Yeah. Like, like like you have to kind of try our best to kind of you know get to that place where we're still keeping in contact. It's, with people. it's a good message, oh, well, brother. Thank you. And that speaks to the the power of social media and the, the positives because I go back and forth especially on Twitter a lot yeah. uh, it, it can be such a negative and you can fall down that hole really yes. easily and feel terrible about the world yeah. um, but I, I said this to you before we went on air I love your love for Mindy Kaling and yep. her love in return for you on Twitter and that type of thing happens all the time on social media too so if you can focus on the positive, yeah, it does exist. Yeah, don't go down that wormhole. It's I hard love, not to. I love trolling her on social media. <laughs> it's it great. Is so she'll it's like hilarious. A, she'll post an Instagram of her at like the Met Ball, you know, in like some like twenty five million dollar dress, right? Yeah, and I'll write back like, "How could you not take me? I'm in the car outside your apartment. This is you're you're a terrible friend." <laughs> no, it's it's, it's great, and, and you know, but it's it's it, to that point. Like I, I posted something on Twitter a, a while talking about the the wonder of the mute button. Yeah. I, I love you. I don't want to I hear this. I can't hear you right now. I, I can't hear you right now. So, but that's okay. And you didn't even know. T- you didn't even know that I, I can't hear we you. We need right one now. of those in real life. Hey, we do. Yeah, we do yeah, need a mute button in real life. So, so are you? Are you? you so, as you go around and to promote the movie and everything, and, and this is the ultimate for a filmmaker and a, and a writer and taking getting behind the camera. Yeah. What's it like to have your first effort like this out of the gate get this kind of response? It's been amazing. I mean, like, like you know, the last year, it's basically been like 50 people have watched it. Yeah. And now that I'm showing it to America, we went all throughout Texas and all down through the South and San Francisco and D.C. We had a great screening last night. Chris Long of the uh, Super Bowl champion Philadelphia oh, nice. Eagles Very cool. was there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so are you, like, friends with him now? Like, is he on your cell phone? Is or? he my best friend? No. Is okay. he my top three? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, he that is. Happen quickly. Him, Kyle, and Howie are my top three. <laughs> so, you know. But it's been great. And, and the best part, you know, is people with the relatability coming up. And, and not just people who are kind of on my side of the aisle. I had a lady in Texas come up, and she was like, I was laughing a lot. I like that you made fun of liberals. She worked for the governor of Texas. Who yeah. Was like the most red guy in the world. So to kind of have people come up and be like, 
I got like a catharsis out of it. Like I'm laughing at a family exploding, and it's not my family. And that's mm-hmm. the best part. Uh, uh, yeah, and so and and those those are the kind of things again uh, to have an experience where you're uh, stick with it. If you go in and you're like ten minutes, oh, this is BS. Hang in there. Oh you, yeah, you, everyone gets theirs. It gets crazy, and it gets too. to the right message, yeah. which is that at the end. All the well, I don't want to give away the end. Let's just say you will be satisfied. Yes, you know, you will and, be satisfied. And, and, that, and it's 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 a good message in a in a very bizarre and protracted way. And you'll laugh and you'll get scared. You get, like I think when you, it's a lot to ask people to go to a movie theater in 2018. Yeah, but the two kinds of movies I think are best in theaters are comedies and like thrillers because you kind of feed off the laughs and the tension. I think we kind of do a little bit of both. So with like Get Out was the last yes. movie that caught you. I think sucker punched you, oh. and you're like, oh, put, put put a genre on its ear. Yeah, and and uh, and it's it's great. When stuff like that happens, and and now we live in a time with such a wealth of material that's out there, and so many distractions to have something cut through the the noise. Yeah, and you need you need. It's almost inciting people to be in a, more creative than ever. I think so. And look, I still love going to see like you know big you know super like Deadpool two and stuff. That's oh, great. We love awesome. that stuff. But we also need to start telling stories. I think that are kind of reflective as to what's going on because it is so absurd what's happening right. Yeah, We're living yeah. in the craziest time in America, at least in my lifetime. Why not tell some stories about it? Well, movies take quite a while to write and yeah. obviously to put together and 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 put get them onto the screen. How long ago did you have this inspiration? I mean, this is, you know, this had to have been it, bubbling for a little while. Yeah, it happened right after the Thanksgiving, after the 2016 election. No kidding. After dinner, after yeah. Thanksgiving dinner, my mom and my brother and I, listen, we were hammered. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you guys. We were hammering. We started fighting and yelling at each other. And like, it's your fault. And the next morning, I was like, oh, my God, we're all on the same side. Yeah. Like, we were fighting. What yeah. the hell's going on at other tables? And then yeah. as I started talking to friends of mine who were going home around the country and talking to some of my relatives in Ohio, I just knew that the American holiday table, the landscape of that, was changed forever. And there was a lot of pain there. There's a lot of funny stuff there, too, man. Like, it's there just, is. People are actually sure. crazy, so I really just kind of wanted to take that whole kind of arena and blow it up. Well, the old edict used to be, and it was one that held pretty steadfastly. Don't talk politics at the table. That's it. You can't do that now because it's permeated. Like, you can, you used to be able to be like, we're not talking politics. Let's just talk about football. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. Not happening yeah. anymore. And you're sitting there, and you're getting you're getting your alerts on your freaking yes. phone. Yes. And your yes. wife is like, oh, no. Man. See, see, years ago, I used to be able to, at the dinner table, just throw gas onto the fire and then walk out of the room and just let it burn, right? right. You can't even do no. that anymore. No, you can't. Like, if you're able to get through the holidays and it doesn't come up at all, you're yeah. a very disciplined family. So you- and I don't know from that. Are you doing Thanksgiving in the Chicago area? No, we actually do it out in L.A. only because my brother lives out there. So my folks come out. We have some folks from Chicago. We have a lot of sausage. A lot of sausage. <laughs> dinner and, and alcohol. And, yes. uh, but then we come out there and we do a big uh, Thanksgiving out there. So are you able, do you think, around the table to, to keep it... Uh... We'll see. <laughs> it depends on how, how many drinks they have. We also have legal weed in L.A., which there calms you, you down. It's really good. Are your yeah. parents doing that? I mean, that's got to be weird if they are. Uh, uh, listen, Dad is an attorney, so I, I, I you know, this. No, we're, yeah. we're off the air, right? We're yeah, 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 he loves it. He loves it. It's the best. He, I took him to a, uh, my brother took him to a, a weed store. <laughs> like, really? He grew up in the 60s in Chicago, yeah. and he walks in, there's bud tenders now who are like, hello, are you looking for an indica or something? Eva, my dad almost started crying tears of joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the delivery. Oh, wow. Man. So um, you have a great cast. You have Tiffany Haddish, John yes. Cho, Carrie Brownstein yeah. from uh, Portlandia. Oh, she's freaking awesome. She's my sister. She's playing against, I think, type. Yeah. You know, playing so many characters. Yeah. Um, and uh, Nora Dunn. 
Nora Dunn. Yeah. She's my mom. So how did you, so was this everyone like uh, calling in favors or? You know what? Honestly, like a couple of the people I knew, I mean, Tiffany Haddish, I said to her, I go, I I, I just saw you in this movie, Keanu, and you're amazing and yeah. it's so great to meet you. She's like, we were in Meet the Spartans together in 2006. You don't even remember that. I was like, oh. oh, oh seriously? Man. Yeah, but we went and we didn't work together. But, uh, but I, you know, uh, 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 like John Cho and Tiffany and Carrie, I think they kind of read the script and they were like, I haven't seen this movie yet. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, it's it's something that's happening right now. And they just kind of jumped on board because it was they were not doing it for the money, that's for sure. Right. And, uh, but yeah, they just kind of jumped on. And I kept expecting, like, Tiffany to, like, be like, yo, uh, I'm a Sith Lord in the new Star Wars. I just got, I can't do this now. <laughs> right, she, yeah. she showed up in a big way, man. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, obviously, you want as many people as you can to go see this film. Do you think, though, it's uh, it would be good to take your... Your adversary, your your political adversary, with you to go see this one hundred percent. Okay, because, because we we really are like the, the only good satire is if you can make fun of yourself, yeah. right? So if you bring an adversary, and I've I've been seeing this kind of firsthand. I saw a married couple in Dallas who they're completely opposite sides of the aisle, and they're laughing about it. And the message is like you were saying, the message is like commonality and trying to find those things we have in common and keep those relationships intact. So yeah. absolutely, because because it it does it, eventually it is a reaffirmation. Of, of your family. Yeah. And you have a, a, a great little moment with your dad. Yeah. You know, and he's, he's, and you are opposites uh, politically. By the way, his, his attempting to use the TV remote is hilarious. That is based off my dad, who, yeah. who is, is 67 years old and has never once used a TV remote properly, <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. But I think, you know, like it is, look, like, America's bigger than a president. It it's is. bigger than a government. And if we cut all these tethers to our family, when the tides change, you're, you're going to be lonely. Okay, yes. so I haven't seen it, but I'm going off of what Steve has told me about it. And Steve, would you characterize it? Does it have that... Um, like maybe a violent Capra uh, type of, of yeah, Ooh, violent, violent Capra, Capra would be very Capra. good. Yeah, it's a good band yeah. name. Hang on, <laughs> if the, we are violent Capra. <laughs> the movie uh, we called it's not as wonderful as we thought, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still wonderful. Mr. Smith goes to Washington and kicks the <laughs> shit out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. Yeah, you got that. My bad. I dropped, yeah. uh, you know what? I'm always surprised at like is um, the guys at South Park their ability to do this, and they've been doing it for 21 years and like, they, they can take comedy and social commentary and and play it on both sides and make fun of themselves and yeah. make fun of everybody and when you make fun of everyone you're kind of making fun of nobody but yeah but not exactly i mean you're still getting comedy and you're still getting satire in um but if you offend everybody you're not offending anyone yeah first of all i can't believe that i first saw mr hanky the christmas Pooh 21 years ago right. yeah. insane. Uh-huh. that's crazy, crazy. Yeah. yeah but that's so true and i think that's something like you know chicagoans fill my friends from philly too we like to make fun of people but we really like when people make fun of us yeah. you know that's- what i mean it's that self-abuse a it's little bit. Trend. And if you can't laugh at yourself and you take yourself way too seriously, which I think a lot of people do right now, uh, I, I just think it's not fun and it's not really representative of who we are as Americans. It's And you have been responsible for so many laughs and, and from, you know, obviously um, uh, uh, Central Intelligence yeah. and, and uh, which... Okay, so you, you, your 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 bankability as a scriptwriter and 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 that is us on display, and you, you know Hollywood looks at you at that. Now that they see success as a director and writer, does is it classic floodgates opening? Or are you still waiting for, uh, or are you anticipating a, an onslaught of offers and projects? If I don't get uh, an offer to direct the next Star Wars <laughs> tonight, tonight at seven p.m., the whole project was a wash and I'm a failure. 
So, um, George Lucas, if you hear this, give me a call. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I do. I, I do hope to. You know, yeah. uh, you know. The great thing is, is, is we made this movie independently. Yeah, uh, it's the same producers who made Get Out, and okay. made Black Klansman, and whatnot. So they okay. really gave me a lot of control and telling my story without a filter. And I think if I can keep doing that. That is really where it's at. If you can kind of just tell these weird new stories. It's, just just okay. to uh, reset real quick, Ike Barinholtz is here if you're just tuning in. The the movie Oath, The Oath. But you also have a, um, a TV series, uh, Bless the Hearts. Oh, yes. Is, yeah. is that happening? It's a, yeah, it's an animated show at Fox with me and uh, Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph oh, and Jillian Bell. Yeah, wow. it's really, yeah good cast, man. Yeah, it's a yeah. really funny show. It's about like a southern family falling apart. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all family here. stuff. It's all family. Well, guess what? I'm a dad now, so all I care about, I'm, I'm like Paul Reiser. <laughs> I just do family stuff now. Yeah. Well, you, is Greg Epigan working? You can get Greg Epigan. <laughs> I'm not BJ, but I am the bear. Okay. <laughs> Quick question, though, about, about the, because uh, I'm fascinated by the directing aspect of it. Uh, you would think, okay, directing in a house is uh, it's got to be easier, but I think it presents a whole other set of, oh, yeah. uh, of problems because you need to keep it interesting. Yeah, if the viewers get visually bored, you're in trouble. Yeah. So what we kind of did with this is, as you know, the beginning, the first half of the movie, which is really more about the family hanging out, like the the physical look of the film is different. It's like big, wide frames and right. vibrant colors, and people are entering and moving out and stuff. And then by the end of the movie, we're really tight, and you know, like it takes that dark orange color and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of making sure the actual look of the movie kind of moves along with the tone and the story and stuff. That's cool. Well, wow. well job well done. Thank Congratulations. You, man. Thank uh, you, guys. Like you were saying, great movie, Steve. You loved it. I really... I, this is a movie that if you if you are looking to kind of just... If you want to say to people, can we calm down for Thanksgiving, take them to see this. Yes, this is it. Yeah, Dude, a- I mean, it might this, be good. Honestly, I hope this fixes things. It <laughs> probably won't. It won't. But no. that would be but awesome. It, it will get us through the holiday, and that's all we can do, guys. <laughs> yeah. One holiday at a time. Right now, right? And it's on to Arbor Day. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, so The Oath is in uh, theaters, or it's released here in Philadelphia on the 19th. Make sure you check it out. It's great to see you. Ike. Guys, thanks so much for having me back. Ike Barinholtz, guys. Yeah. We're going to break. MMR rocks. Enough said.